0: I listened to some David A. Price on the way home today. Oh yeah. snap! That must have been a quick five minutes.
1: Spider-Man and Daredevil.
2: Wow, we haven't heard about those in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of them might be my in your travels to You know, ah, You're not going to pull
0: a Eastman and double dip and say the you same thing over again, are you?
1: Yeah. I don't know what the hell did I. No, that that was an old episode. though. That was like two weeks ago. We are recording. Oh, uh, it's
0: the most recent one. I had in my.
1: In my okay, office. yeah, yeah. We're it's. Uh, it was we, this week was the regular skip week, but then next weekend, of course, I'll be away. Right. The weekend right. after that, Steve's away. Yeah, so. you
0: said you weren't feeling. Uh, you 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 weren't feeling the idea of crossing over all the books this quickly. Um,
1: oh yeah 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 I'm still not yeah okay. But you you know you're
0: digging the Daredevil obviously, and, and you're digging worse but aside, sweater, what's
1: going Aside and, from you, who else is gonna know that I already said that? Everybody, it's true. They it's hang true. on
2: your words, dude. Well,
0: you, me, and Raker, and Tom Morris, and Chris That's Campbell, true. and. Alan. And Alan. And Alan, Alan, yeah. Alan. yeah. Alan. You know, if Vince loved you, he'd listen. But he's—I know he's you're too, right. He,
1: D- he is. He is a fickle, fickle bitch. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Man.
0: Three
2: and two and one. This this car trip tomorrow is going to be epic.
0: It's Shut it's, up, dude.
2: It's going to be epic. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. Now you made me sad. You started off. Say it hey, it's all right. It's all like,
1: don't, don't worry, you won't upset me now. Like, David
2: oh, said he's got gas too, which is going to make it even better. So sad
1: now. You just yeah. made me sad.
2: Three, two, and one.
1: You have an SD card, right?
2: Uh, super deformed.
1: Uh, no, for the recorder.
2: No, actually, uh, the digital recorder that I have is a. Uh, remember that little one we used yes. to use during bullpen? Yeah.
1: Yes. I, that I that has a, an SD card in it. No. That's that's just straight off that that's uh, a, a static hard drive. It it, it plugs into the MP three port, but I mean the USB port. This is this one that I have has a uh takes an SD card. Ah,
2: dude, did you see the the solid state hard drives? Want big time. <laughs> oh no, no, it's yeah. sick. All right, let's do this. Come on, let's, let's do, do it. Three you two one. Oh yeah. Eleven o'clock comics, episode two hundred and aught.
3: I
1: love it, Art. Art. Back in the aughts.
2: Yep, that was
1: an
0: autism
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's fantastic.
0: You ought to do that more often. I was
2: going to say you ought not to make fun of that. Wow. There we go. Auto Boys.
0: Octavius. Got a
2: huge, huge day tomorrow.
1: Huge.
2: <laughs> Did not even start packing yet?
1: No, I didn't either. Get this. My love for Jason wood is so
2: strong. I didn't start packing. I had no clothes. Uh, put aside none of that stuff. My sketchbooks, who cares? Didn't even get them together. But I made sure that I got those damn... Plastic sleeves for his original art.
0: You are the main. That's oh. so what I'm saying. Oh, nice. I sent you. I paid Chris some money. I gave him a list of the things I need to be getting picked up. We should be all set. Sweet.
2: Excellent. So I get to peruse and take the best, pick a litter.
0: Yes. And, and then bring the rest back to you. There are three pieces coming home, hopefully, for, with you. Really? Like the
1: suits. Hmm? <laughs> like his suits.
0: Yes. What would they be? Would you like to know? Sure. Why not? Uh, they are a, um, I'm trying to go off memory here because I don't open up Excel while I record because that will slow right. me down and maybe make oh. me gravelly. Um, I want, uh, okay. there. um, one of them for sure is a Chrissy Zulo domino. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, which can't wait. Um, a Jeremy Dale domino and Wolverine.
2: I'm noticing a pattern.
0: <laughs> and, uh, an and Aaron Cooter X-Force team, uh, commission.
2: Wow. With Domino, probably.
0: Uh, no. No, she's, uh, well, no. He said no. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so we'll see.
2: That'd be neat if it is. It would be cool. I like trends. We'll talk about trends tonight.
0: Uh-huh. Yep, and uh, I also have a Robert Atkins Beachhead versus Firefly. Oh, and a- nice. Ah! And a J.K. Woodward Domino versus Lady Deathstrike, but Look they're going to be, you. uh, they're sending me those uh instead of handing them over at Chicago, so. Yeah. All
2: right. No more th- about C two E two until the end of the show because we okay. don't want to get Jason all sad.
0: That's true.
1: All right.
2: Hey, everybody! Look at this. Eleven o'clock comics. I am Vince Bizzle. Thank you, Julian.
1: Dot dot dot. And I'm David Price.
0: Yes, you are. And I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the wing of scores that pecks at your nightmares. I am the telephone operator that disconnects your phone call. I'm the batteries that aren't included. I'm the bubble gum that clings to your shoe. I am Darkwing Duck.
2: Wow. That was inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. No, you're not, Darkwing Duck. You're Jason Wood. And what get up? this. Quackin episode quack of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. And guess what? what? The order forms up. Yes. I know. Finally, right? Take, some, take a gander. Ha-ha. <laughs> At this. The Radioactive Man hardcover from Bongo. It's volume one. Collects all the Radioactive Man shorts. They were originally produced as special issues. Some of them, cheap as dirt. Some of them, you cannot find. All of the, I think it's volume one, so it may not be all of them, but a lot of them are collected in this thing. You're gonna get a special discount on this. Regular price is $25.99. You know what this is gonna cost you? A hardcover from Bongo. Featuring radioactive man, $14.29. That's forty-five percent off. Insanity. It's crazy. Yes. You can get a bundle. This is a really good idea because I'm a little bit leery. A bundle of the first four number one issues of Before Watchmen. I bit the bullet. Seventy-five (laughs) percent off.
0: Yeah. Regular
2: price. $15.96 Fifteen ninety six for the price of a stinky ass dynamite issue. Three ninety nine. You can get all four number one issues. DCBS of did Washington.
0: something I thought was impossible. They got me to, to buy these books. Wow.
2: Now I, I don't know if it's going to be uh, continued with the number two issues because I mean that's just plain losing money. So we'll see. But for the first issue, just a little sample and get a little lick. You can get them for three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Unheard of, from Marvel. Written by Mr. Steve Gerber.
0: I knew you were going to be all about that.
2: Yeah. Drawn by Kevin Nolan. Oh, my God. Steve Gerber's final Man-Thing story. It's called The Infernal Man-Thing. I'm scratching my chin because I'm so curious. Infernal? What? Infernal Man-Thing, number one of three. Cover price, $3.99. Your price, $1.99. $1.99. 50% off. And remember a couple weeks ago I talked about Mondo from Ted McKeever out of Image? Yes. Yeah. You can get the trade, collects all three oversized issues in the golden age format. Cover price is fifteen ninety nine. No way, Jose, seven dollars and ninety-nine cents. Fifty percent off. Good God, go to DCBS if you haven't already. DCBservice.com. If you're a first time customer, you get an extra eight percent off if you insert the short but wide code into the following slot. What's that code, David?
1: E-O-C-8. I was going to
2: say girthy, but I don't know if that's a word.
1: Yeah, you.
0: Is girthy a word? Girthy can be It is now.
2: That's a Joss Whedon word, girthy. If you stick that girthy code into the slot, which was E-O-C-8, you'll get an extra 8% off your already hugely discounted order. Oh, my God, they're the best. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Boom. Boom.
0: Booyah. How's that? Nice. Awesome, dude. Look at you. Um, oh, and uh, we have another sponsor, do we not? Sure. Oh, wow! You seem really excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just—it's just, your ball. It is. Um, May <laughs> Saturday, May fifth, and Sunday, May sixth. It's time to squeal like a pig. It's what? Yeah, it's the Super Wild Pig Convention, uh, which uh, we have been gloriously discussing for uh, some time now. And um, as I've said, this is a show put on by uh, our friend Chris Eberly, who was previously the proprietor of the Wild Pig Comic Store, um, not too far from my neck of the woods. And he he gave up his uh, storefront, but for the last two years has been doing uh, in the um, in the tradition of of you know more of a the smaller regional shows. He's been putting on a show or two a year, and uh, the next one is coming up, and it's going to be the biggest one yet. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully the three of us, or at least uh, there's a chance that we'll all be there. I know it's not finalized yet, but I'm, I'm hoping that we'll all, uh, we'll all be there. It'll be at the Embassy Suites in Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be pretty fantastic. There's going to be 40 artists there, um, which, of course, I could run down the names, but I always throw out the name Rudy Nebris, and that makes Vince squeal with Glee. Uh, see? Love there you him. go. Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, he, uh, he tickles the way back bone.
0: Exactly. There's really gonna be does. sixty thousand alphabetized fifty cent back issues. Oh. And these aren't like uh I don't know, these aren't like uh US one and uh Team America. Yeah, Team America. <laughs> these are, you know, legitimately awesome comics ranging from like Chris has you know, almost like an Easter egg hunt. He he throws in um valuable silver and even sometimes golden age comics into there. Mm-hmm. Um and he'll, you, hell of a valuable books, yeah. Yeah, I know you. You came this close to getting an Amazing Spider Man 300 in really good condition, but somebody yes, sniped you. Yep. Um, so sixty thousand people. That is, I don't even know how many long boxes it is. What's that? That's like uh, what is, say, is that
2: like two and a quarter to two fifty per long box.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that's wow. So that's uh, that's wow. That's uh, like two hundred and fifty long boxes, roughly.
2: Yep. It's like a that's Chinese wall of sh- comics
0: yeah there's gonna that's crazy there's gonna be a couple thousand trades at fifty percent off um three amazing raffles and again if you've ever been to one of these things or the uh the wild pig store sales, his raffles are amazing he has absolutes marvel omnibu uh this time he's gonna have um artist edition uh he's got statues. Uh, really amazing high-end ticket items that he just gives away as uh, as as prizes. I think if you buy your ticket, you get a raffle ticket, um, and then you can buy more raffle tickets for I think a couple bucks a piece if you want them. Um, but either way, it's uh, it's pretty badass stuff. Um, you uh, can pre-order your tickets. Uh, it will be ten dollars if you pre-order for the weekend, uh, and you can do that at uh, wildpigcomics.com. Uh, If you choose not to pre-order, first of all, shame on you because you should. But if for some reason you're not sure you can go and at the last second you decide to pop on over, um, it will be $10 at the door for Saturday or Sunday uh, and then $15 at the door for a weekend pass. So hook it up. There's um, hotel information if you're from out of town. Uh, There's going to be an after party on Saturday night, which will be uh, at an Irish pub owned by the father of one of the Wild Pig crew. Um, So sounds like a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. I already cleared it. I already cleared it with the uh, with the wife, so I'm definitely nice. in for for Saturday, and hopefully we'll uh, at least partake in, in a couple beers at the after hour before I head home. So um, I should be there for most of the day. So uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a blast. So check it out, awesome. Wild Thing Comics. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And what was the date again for people like me who don't really pay attention?
0: Uh, Saturday, May fifth, which it's open doors open at ten a.m. go to six p.m. Uh, and then Sunday, May sixth, uh, again ten a.m. this time till five p.m. and uh, I'm if you pre-order your tickets, you uh, can get in line uh, at 9am, and the reason that's important is that this also happens to be free comic book day, and Chris will have an innumerable amount of free comic book day merch, and if you pre-order, you will get first dibs, and I believe he's allowing uh, anyone, while supplies last, to take one copy of every comic, and he's going to have, I think, 25 to 30 different free comics, so theoretically, you could come away with Twenty-five to thirty free books just for buying a ticket, which is pretty fantastic. So, um, I'm gonna be up in there.
3: Yeah,
2: the Arkea one's worth the price of admission alone.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah, and and you know, and again, I don't want to. I, I would imagine Chris, because he is, you know, these these books do, contrary to some people's belief, free Comic Book Day is not free for the retailers. Right. Um, they they you know they basically get to buy these books at cost, but they still have to buy them. It's a promo- it's a promotional event. So, I would. I'm not sure what the cost of these. Uh, Archaea hardcovers is but you know I, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be mad if if any if wherever you are in the country or world listening to this if you do go to your free comic book day at your store don't get upset if they don't have a particular book because you just don't know I mean it's difficult for them to figure out which to order you know how many to order because again they are paying for them and um so uh, I I sincerely hope people get their hands on this Archaea book I know I um if you use our other sponsor DCB service they uh, they allow you to uh, pre order five of your choice, so I certainly I, I know I pre ordered the uh, the archaea book. So um, yeah, I, forgot I, know to, I forgot to do it. Just <laughs> send, just send an email, it's not too late. Yeah. Not,
2: all right, not, we'll see.
1: Not for yeah. you. No, no, no.
2: Yep. But, uh, man, I'm gonna be riddled with cons in the next four weeks.
0: And you're going to Mocha, right?
2: That's what I'm saying, yeah. because uh, I think
1: I'm gonna see you there. Gary, Gary Panther. The
2: Gary Panther's yeah, gonna MoCA. be at Mocha.
1: Oh. Uh, 25th and what and mocha this year?
3: Twenty
0: fifth. Uh, yeah, it's two weekends from now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it can't be the twenty fifth because that's a Wednesday. Twenty
3: seventh.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Twenty seventh. Sure.
2: Around there. Look it up if you're interested in mocha. Do a Google search. Yeah, you got to go. Sponsor. P. Craig Russell. Ooh. Gary Panther. Do you need any more reason Jason to go? Wood. Jason Wood. in so house. Wood. house. All
0: right. Bone okay.
2: <laughs> Let's do the drink roll call. Can I go first?
0: Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Are we doing a drink roll call?
2: Yeah, I might as well. Oh, right. that's right. Because if you've noticed, Chris isn't here I this have. week. We don't know where he is.
0: Where's He's, Where's Christel?
2: I don't know. He's AWOL. We we have no idea where he is. If you see Chris Niesman on the street at a convention. In the men's bathroom on the turnpike, doing what Chris uh, usually does in the men's, but ba- yeah, yeah. Do us a favor and call the hotline, <laughs> please. It's For called course. "Where in the World is Christopher Neesman?" Mm-hmm. Make up something funny, under three minutes, please. We've been yeah, having sure, a, short and sweet. We've been having some people very energetic, very enthusiastic, <laughs> and they're leaving like seven, eight minute. Phone oh messages, boy. so yeah. I'm gonna either like split those up or truncate where applicable. The, so
1: the, the key is to know when to quit. It's
2: very
0: true. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. We have an ADD riddled society, so yeah. less is really more. If you want to be yeah. listened to, terse. Um, and Funny. and just so that just to elaborate on Chris's point, we're not kidding. Chris is uh is is on walkabout, mm-hmm. and uh for very well, he is th- he
1: is this week, and and. He'll probably. I want to say that he'd be here for the con wrap up.
0: I don't know, okay.
3: dude.
1: I don't know. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt for that. Okay, but walkabout, yes, walk
0: The man. point is, is, is I for, know, for. You. There's a chance that for the, uh, the, 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 the near future, Chris will be on walkabout, mm-hmm. doing things, that may not involve our show for a few mm-hmm. weeks. And we want we to know result, where he is. Yeah. We need to know where he is because he's okay. been evasive. He's it's been cloak and dagger. So. Call us and let us know if you see him.
2: The more embarrassing and ridiculous the phone call,
0: the better. The, be- the more likely it will get played. It's true. And the more likely it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Okay. In hey, lieu before of- we jump into comics, I just want to do a quick thank you, if I could. Okay. Oh. Well, um, you know, we have a fantastic group of, of community members, uh, which uh, have all gotten to know each other uh, through our forums, which are at... Uh, Forum.bullpenboltons Nice. Or eleven o'clockcomics.com. But um this we've got the second annual uh eleven o'clock EOC anthology project that's been underway, um which uh is really a Herculean effort uh by a lot of the guys. And um Shitty I'm happy cover, to though. be what's that? Shitty cover though. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, I don't <laughs> kinda of hack they got to hammer that <laughs> out. But um, they, uh, you know, as, as many of us did, I, I was happy to be a sponsor to the project. And um, as part of my sponsorship, I was entitled to a, uh, a quote-unquote sketch of my choice. So um, the, the dudes uh, all asked me what I wanted, and I said I'd love an aphrodisiac sketch. So I got in the mail this week from... Our boy, the one and only monster.
1: monster. I saw this. This is awesome.
0: I got a commission. I mean, this thing is not a sketch. Yeah, it is. This thing is like a fully... I mean, it would do Jim Rugg proud, put it that way. In fact, I hope uh, I'll have to send a, a scan of this to Jim because I'm sure he'll get a kick of it. But it is uh, a fully rendered aphrodisiac page and it's um, it says Aphrodisiac starring in Black Mamba Resurrection <laughs> and it's got a beautiful vintage i guess it's a cadillac right or you know some kind of vintage car yeah with aphrodisiac standing there with his hands on his on his waist shirtless uh with uh a a dead snake right beneath him and then a beautiful brunette in a bikini with a shotgun on his left and a beautiful short-haired blonde uh in uh, daisy duke's and a bikini top with uh, two handguns on his right, and she happens to have a bionic leg. And uh, he's saying, "Ladies, a little head, and he'll come back around." And then the next balloon says, <laughs> yeah. "Same can't be said for the mother sucker who did this." It's really unbelievable. I mean, uh, it's so far and above anything I could have hoped for when they said a sketch. You know, I thought it was gonna be like a quick head sketch or something. So it's amazing. It will definitely uh, be framed and go up in the gallery. So thank you so much, Monster. It's awesome. You're, you you uh, you continue to get. Better and better. I when I first met you you were kind enough to give me a um a uh Walking Dead uh sketch, which was awesome and uh and this is even, you know, probably significantly uh more tight and polished than that was, and that was only a year or two ago. So you're uh, you're killing it, dude. And thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
1: And if, a- if uh you do want to you can uh see Monza at the Boston Comic Con at the at the end of April where he will have a table in Artist Alley, I believe. Nice. nice. Yes. I'm going to call him the
2: hammer. You know why? Why? Because he nailed
1: that one. He nailed
0: oh, snap! Somebody's been reading their urban dictionary. Look that's at right. you. <laughs> You're the hammer. Oh, yeah. All
2: right. So, who wants to go first? Let me see. We are exactly 20 minutes in. You want me to go first? Just so I don't get all, sh- <laughs> all right shitty. I'm
3: going to schedule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Yes, so politely. You want me to go first?
2: Can I go first? <laughs> all right. Uh, it, because this is not um a visual medium uh at this point you would see the screen kind of go all wavy what does that indicate a flashback well we don't have that luxury so we have to wing it and and get by with uh sounds so for my piece here we got to go back in time a little bit ooh. tonight ooh to 1952 52 wow. not not that far back but it's a very important year well, like 18, it, Extremely important
0: year. 60 not years only ago, that was your birth. That was your birth year. That's
2: funny. Uh, not only for comics, but for humor as well, because the, the something, something that came out in 1952 not only transformed comics forever, but uh, humor in America took an upswing in the in the wake of this man. And uh, I'm going to start it off by uh, talking about copycatism. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it. Copycatism. It has, it's always been rampant in the comic industry because whenever a uniquely themed or, or visually styled title manages to find a sizable audience, publishers will flock like vultures to, to pick at inspiration's bones and they flood the newsstands back then and comic shops now with seemingly unending waves of like looks And that's a Cerebus reference, if you didn't get it. In, uh, so in the 90s, right, we had if the bad girl. Cra- tell them what it is, dude. Well, uh. you wouldn't get it because you didn't read Cerebus. I was doing it for uh, your edification. Yes, I did. Uh. You read all of Cerebus? No. Uh. In the <laughs> 90s, we had the bad girl craze. Remember? Uh, the pro... Uh,
0: remember, you still talk about the books reverently. Uh, I know, or, at least they're, or at least they're survivors, the surviving entities that were once those bad girls. The cream,
2: girls. the cream of the bad girl craze. That tank, that's gorilla right. um, what's, <laughs> um, what's up, little man? Why are you in my room? Oh snap! Get the, get oh, the hell out! Vinny. What up, Vinny? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But,
1: See, he's talking. He's talking about women, and he's talking about the little man. So it can be taken. In quite no. true ways. I,
2: I would say medium man. Uh, the, the, in the proliferation of the mini and maxi series occurred in the 80s. Mm-hmm. In the late 60s and 70s, you had horror-themed comic magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, to skirt the confines of the comics code, they, they bumped up the format to a magazine size, and they weren't uh, beholden to the restrictions of the CCA. These, these magazines spread like wildfire, right? Marvel... Did them, uh, skywalled a bunch of uh, publishers got into the horror craze. But this, this conflagration was instigated by Jim Warren's success with Creepy and Eerie, which in itself was copycatism. It was a, an homage to uh, William Gaines's uh, brilliantly crafted series of horror and sci-fi comics under the EC banner so it just keeps going and going uh, once somebody strikes gold everybody's out in the mountains panning right and this goes all the way back to the genre that erupted into what is undoubtedly without question the largest and most enduring of all the rashes of replication I am of course talking about the progenitor of the spandex clad hero Superman right and every character that he spawned which I don't even think we can count them every every superhero is pretty much a child of Superman, right mm-hmm. he was He was the first baby absolutely but arguably one of the most blatant attempts at siphoning off the success of others can be seen in the multitude of titles that sprung up in response to William Gaines and Harvey Kurtzman's Mad which premiered oh, that's shit dude yes right, which premiered in nineteen fifty two as a standard, for the time, sized comic book. It, it, Mad was hugely influential, but not at first. William Gaines lost a significant amount of money on the first five issues. The The people didn't know what to make of it. New, uh, news agents didn't know where to shelve it. What was this thing, right? Uh, and, and he sunk money into it for five issues, but with the sixth... Readership started to grow and it grew exponentially. I didn't think at one point it's kind of like this our is, show i know it's just not as not as funny at one point a <laughs> show that is at one point mad was selling seven hundred and fifty thousand to a million copies an issue and that's, you imagine dude? that's just for the comic sized version when it jumped to a magazine they were selling more mm-hmm. unbelievable um so, true to form, the imitators soon sprang up like maggots. If Mad was a sleek and stylish ocean liner... I, I, I enjoyed writing this part. The many copycats ranged from seaworthy, though uninspired, ships to downright leaky dinghies. Humbug. Yes. But no, that was Kurtzman, so you can't say that's an <laughs> uh Many examples I mean. of which... Can be seen in the pages of the book I read for this week. It's from Fanagraphics. Yeah. it's called "The Sincerest Form of Parody." Yes, it's
0: awesome. Um, I, I was I was wanting to see this book. Yeah,
2: it's uh, twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents. One hundred and ninety two full color pages. It is edited by the by John Benson, and there is a foreword by Jay Lynch a really informative forward by Jay Lynch he he takes the um the angle of what mad meant to him as a kid how it transformed him and um i i really appreciated one of the the uh, the hooks he sunk into this where he said you know harvey kurtzman's humor was more often than not extremely deep very far over the heads of children and he was reading Remember the mad parody of Archie way back when?
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: And uh, it was entitled Starchy. Uh, and Veronica, her character is named Salonica, right? <laughs> and and he just, yeah, that's cool, you know, uh, took it at face value. And he didn't understand what it meant when he was a child. And I, I didn't understand it either until Mr. Lynch told me. So uh, apparently uh, when he was in school a decade later, listening to a lecture Salonica the name popped up and it it was the Greek city to which the Sephardic Jews fled to avoid the Spanish Inquisition and it suddenly dawned on him that for five centuries Salonica had been the home of Sephardic Judaism and he didn't know until it was in he was in college and he he grabbed onto the Jewish American princess implication of her name in this comic strip that Kurtzman wrote. Now, to, to for a child to get that, I didn't get it. I have no idea that, that uh, you know, Sephardic Judaism, am I, am I even saying it right? Yes. David? Am I am? Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the source, right? So it, <laughs> it's safe to say that that Harvey Kurtzman not only had a gift for sight gags, but he had a real wit, a real sharp, deep, and wide wit that he would infuse his work with Little data bits that were, that were way beyond his readership, and it wasn't until years later that they finally got into it. Now, listen to this. This is just, um, the, the first wave of copycats, uh, clinging on the, the, like, Lamb freeze on mad. You had Bughouse, Crazy, Eh, Flip, Get Lost, Madhouse, Nuts, Panic, which was, of course, from William Gaines, uh, EC Comics themselves. They figured, hey, Everybody else is making money off Mad. Let's do the same thing. Make some more money, right? A uh, comic called Riot, Wild, and Whack. This book features what I'm assuming is the most notable examples from most of these copycat books. From EC, you have works by Al Feldstein, Jack Davis, and Will, mm. Eld- Will Elder. Now, there. Most, uh, oh no, All of these comics that appear in this uh, the sincerest form of parody are loaded with chicken fat. You know what chicken fat is uh, as it is applied to comics? It's a, a, a phrase coined by Will Elder himself. Mm. And what he meant by that is the little extra narrative bric-a-brac that litters the panels of a work of sequential art Mm-hmm. Which are, you know most prevalent in hu- in humor comics. That's chicken fat. Now when you, when you have and and Harvey Kurtzman's stuff is loaded with that. But Will Elder I think pushes the meter into the red line. You'll have a character you know in, in some kind of setting, maybe wearing an apron, and the apron will say something, or there'll be a box in the background. And the box will have a a funny logo on it, or a you know a sly in joke. Um, if there's there's one comic strip in here that elder did with a, a lion in it and on on the, a tiger and on the side of the tiger's body it says dry cleaned by the tiger rag rug company i mean that has no bearing on the story whatsoever that is chicken fat it's just something to uh, another thing to titillate the reader you know maybe get a couple chuckles out of them and th- this stuff is loaded with it every strip in this book is just brimming with chicken fat if you read this book you will never get a cold for at least ten so, years, because uh, there's a lot of chicken cute. fat in it. That's oh, I look
1: at you! Like ha ha ha! So, 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 chicken fat isn't necessarily a derogatory or negative term.
2: No, it's a good term. Okay. It me, mean, it means um. Dense this is, in as, terms as you're of explaining
1: content. it, as 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 you're explaining how it's it's extra within the page that you know doesn't add anything. It it reminded me of the soldiers from King City, and and what was written on the chainsaws damn, and you, David, things like that.
2: I was just going to say that. King I'm City just... and Orkstein are high in the chicken fat content. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, so we don't skim this kind of chicken fat in this book. We leave it in there. From uh, St. John, who published uh Norman Mars in here, Carl Hubbard, William Overgaard. Carlton has a, a nice um a selection of books from Eh and uh, others. Dick Ayers does some work, and there's three pieces, two by Jack Kirby himself, one by Jack and Joe Simon. How could you not buy this book?
0: It's hard not to. Joe Manili's in here,
2: Bill Everett, Dan DiCarlo. One of the funniest stories is The Return of Captain Marble. And it's a takeoff on on Captain Marvel. Shazam. It's really neat because when this story was published, Captain Marvel hadn't been in circulation for years, going back to that DC and Fawcett lawsuit. uh So, and even in the, in the, um, I mean, they would, they were shameless in their appropriation of the mad style. The Captain Marvel, um, strip starts off with nostalgia nook of nauseation. You know how Harvey used to say, um yeah your mother's laundry department and then start this little caption of you know what the story was going to be he would make little departments for each like as if there was physical departments within the mad bullpen that that was in charge of this stuff um out of the flocks of the great superheroes of yesteryear who once hammed er jammed the skies, and boy were there some collisions, there is one perhaps you remember vividly, who has since passed forever into limbo. But what with the return of who's is and the comeback of what's is, why not dig up that blazing chump, uh champion of the law? The great the one and only thank heaven, Captain Marble. And you know who this story was by? Who that Ross, Andrew, and Mike Esposito.
1: Stop.
0: I'm
2: not wow. kidding. Not That's kidding. awesome. There's one, two, three, four examples of Ross, Andrew, and Mike they, es- Esposito team-ups in here.
1: They were a pretty good team on Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they did what they could with the book. Very, very well. Uh, you have High Fleischman's in here, the Iger Studio, so it looks like... Uh, Eisner stuff uh, and amazingly one two three four five six seven seven pieces by Howard Nostrand who does not get wow. enough credit as far as I'm concerned um, there's a story in here called V for va- for vampire but it's with a W so it's V for vampire uh, um, about uh, yeah. vampire about a girl going through vampire school man Howard Nostrand can draw a woman I mean, we li- we like to talk about um, Wally Wood and-, and others of his ilk that were noted f- uh, for their depiction of the female form. Howard Nostrand was no damn slouch. I mean, for a kid looking at this book, there's n- she has a dress on, but there is absolutely nothing to the imagination. Mm-hmm. She ain't wearing a bra underneath the dress. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. It is sexy as hell, but... And and so I'm reading this fantastic book, and I'm thinking, as I'm going through, I'm seeing examples of all of the things that sequential art does really well. And in terms of the humor genre, I think it's safe to say that it really is more comics than comics. Like we, we, we see exaggeration in superhero comics, right? We, we see, um, excellent examples of, of this using the medium to its fullest in scattered bursts. Right. But I think humor comics are, they encapsulate everything that's wonderful about the art form, all the thing that it's capable of doing, you'll find in a humor strip, which is nuts. Like, uh, and this brings me to Mort Walker, who, who wrote a book uh. wrote a book called The Lexicon of Comicana. And mm-hmm. and what what this book was, he invented words to describe the abstract representations comic artists employ to depict the the, the mental and emotional states and, and various and sundry physical events occurring within the minds and bodies of their characters. Now, what I mean by this is, do you ever see um a Robert Crumb comic when a character experiences some kind of surprise and he falls backwards out of the panel with his shoes, the the, the bottoms of his shoes in view of the reader, like, boing, and the character goes backwards, and there's an arc, like there's arc lines depicting the direction in which the character is moving? There's a name for those, and according is, to Mort Walker, they're called swaloops. really, or blurgits. Yes, this is Mort okay. Walker. He coined these terms, right? And and in, again, from the Robert Crumb little trick he would pull, where the character would fall backward, there would be like a a, a cloud of dust, right? You've seen it. You have to. Yeah. That cloud of dust is called a brifit. Oh. who would have thunk it who would have thunk it um, a character expressing some kind of shock or 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 surprise those those lines that emanate from the from the the head or the forehead uh-huh. those are called emanata
0: <laughs> really i've yeah. heard that before
2: emanata okay. uh rick veach's dr blasphemy in in brat pack uh- do, you, uh, do, do you know the whenever a character swears Within a comic, uh, and you see the 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 ampersand and the exclamation uh, point and the, the you know the cross hatch, that's called a grawlix I like edification, it. my friends. Yes, my favorite is the uh, water droplets that emit from characters' heads when when they're like sweating or they're, mostly manga. Yes, they're, yeah, they're exasperated or you know sure. just plain stressed out. Those are called
0: pludes. Ah. Oh.
2: Say it, pludes. Pludes.
0: <laughs> what up, pludes? But yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: and you see all of those in, in this, this book, and, it, and it's very endemic to the humor genre. I mean, humor takes everything that comics can do really well that no other art form can do. Movies can't do a, a, a plude, right? They'll just show the sweat. And that's cool, but it, I mean, when, when you exaggerate... And, and you abstract a concept it's always more impactful in my opinion, right Because you're you're distilling it down to the thing that says that encapsulates that that concept in as few strokes as possible right mhm there you go and and it's and it's all in humor comics uh, now, phys- go
1: ahead i just so you're you're mentioning more Walker, the author as far as this book is concerned, but mm-hmm. Do you not want to just maybe mention a couple other things he might have worked on that people might know him from?
2: I don't know. I, I've never seen the guy's work before. Bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't even, dude. Why don't be, you tell him, Mr. Be a Enthusiastic? Very painful car ride. Mr. Enthusiastic? Why don't dude, you tell them? Mort Walker. Because when I hear Mort Walker, the first thing I think of is Beetle Bailey. Duh. And then, of course, high and Lois, but it's uh, it's like Lois so was I'm, high. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, dude. Lois is raw, and I'm waiting for for like it to come around to the comic strips that that I would read on a regular. I didn't, and and the dude's 88 years old now, but I it, I'm waiting, and and I'm just I'm loving everything you're saying about this book, and and the fact that we haven't even touched on his bread and butter is just I I love finding out other things that. People's work, I enjoy what else they did. So thank you for yeah. that.
2: You know, I got to be honest. Jack's work, it's good in this. And, and and Jack had a had a knack for comedy, as w- evidenced by uh, uh, not-brand-ech, right? But there are strips that outshine his. I will say it. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Blasphemy.
1: Yeah. I don't There's know, those, because he kind of said that about, about Sunday funnies, too. It's like, I don't know, the dude ain't... The dude ain't carrying his weight anymore.
2: Oh, sure he is. Like <laughs> Jack has a strip in here called Expressions, and and it's a it's a single page strip with a Red Skelton like character, oh. just just making faces. He's he's reacting to an an out of scene narrator uh like uh what do you think of our big bustling cities and the guy's kind of dejected and he's looking down looking down he's like what do you think of girls and the guy's like "Ah!" he perks up and he's got you know two snaggle teeth there what do you think of boys and he gives him the hairy eyeball it's cute and it's it's jack so it's drawn really well but ultimately there are many better strips in here than this one but it doesn't mean to say that it's poop. It's ju- It just doesn't smell as nice as the rest of the strips, right? All right. In terms of humor, if you put Jack next to Will Elder, mm. uh, <laughs> I got to uh, hand it to Will Elder. Yeah, know. <laughs> you know, yeah it's. yeah. Uh, I don't think Will Elder could have successfully illustrated the post-apocalyptic adventures of The Last Boy on Earth, right? So everybody has their strengths. And Jack was a strong, strong, uh, stylist, but Will Elder, man, that guy's in a class all his own. Did chicken fat be flowing sweet in his stuff? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, uh, exaggeration. We see that a lot in in superhero comics. Naturally, the physical proportions of the heroes, right? Sure. Um, in horror comics, shadows and 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 settings are exaggerated, long dark shadows to to set the mood. And 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 the creatures that populate the horror genre are, of course, exaggerations and abstractions. But in in the in the humor genre, if you're gonna sell. A bit of physical humor—you got to exaggerate the shit out of it, right? You, you got to make that point, bring it home to the reader. It, if somebody falls and and they depict it as a person would fall in real life, it's not yeah. nearly as funny. Right. Well, that's why they, guys
0: like—I uh, mean, that's why guys like Don Martin and uh, right. I mean, if, they, you know, that's the you, you got the sound effect, you got the exaggerated anatomy. You got—I mean, that, it sells it. Yeah, it makes it funnier.
2: Yeah, which is brings me back to my point that humor comics do a lot of things a lot of genres in comics do all in one
3: yes that's yep. why
2: you should really i mean we, we yes we talk about uh, uh, our fair share of horror and sci-fi and superhero here but we don't really go into the humor a lot and it's just True. because you know a lot of us Aren't really tapped into it at at certain times. Like, I don't know about that. It's just that uh, I don't think it's Chris's taste.
1: Well, it's it's hard to it. It's like it's like oh, you had to be there, or you know, why aren't you laughing? It's funny, and and it kind right. of loses little things when when you're you do. To explain what you see on the page. Ex-
2: exactly. I could talk so. about Will Elder's magnificent drawing, but unless you see it, you're not going to get the the real potency of his work.
1: And and I know that we can have conversations about why we, we may not like certain artists or or why we would think that you know a particular artist has done better work elsewhere or when, when someone on the forum disagrees with or, or can't see why we would feel a certain way about an artist and we talk about how they know the rules to break. It's like this person could have just been taking shortcuts because they just learned how to draw reading 90s comics or they actually know what they're doing and they know the rules that they can break and, and get away with it. And when I would read mad magazine and I'd see Don Martin's characters walking down the street with the exaggerated foot and the, and and the toes bent forward and, and just seeing that stride and the way, the way humor artists draw their stories. It just, that kind of formed my feeling on, how I feel about artwork, about how what what I look for from certain artists and, and, and if I there is no one like Don Martin, but I can I can look at what I've seen Don Martin do and see why I like John Romita Jr. or, or Gil Kane or or Howard Shaken or anything like that just because of, of how the image is, is is presented to us.
2: Right. When we were kids Frank Robbins did not have a good reputation on the block.
1: Uh not not just when you were kids, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Um the the most prevalent criticism was it's all weird. Like look look at the way that bo- <laughs> that guy's body's moving, like his legs all over there sure and nose. why not exaggerate. I mean, Frank Robbins had such a, a a knack for exaggeration and and just moving the body in at first, you know, it's funny because- I have to agree, strange ways, right? But when you look mm-hmm. at it now, his stuff is in motion constantly. I mean, even right. people, when characters are standing still, they look like they got somewhere to go.
0: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I mean, I think I've gone full full circle because, uh, I mean, I don't think I would read, I don't think I would be the comic book fan I was if it wasn't for Mad because, you know, and, and, and that's why every time, you know, you get a chance to get a Jack Davis collection or the Don Martin, you know, Oversized hardcover, or the you know the uh, the Al Jaffee in collection from last year. Like that's why those things tickle me to 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 no end um, because that was the stuff that was really the first um, cartooning that I really loved. And to your point though, it, I I I love that stuff and that was the the stuff that I was into at the beginnings. And yet for a long time as a as a comic book reader, as you know. I generally wasn't a fan of quote unquote exaggerated anatomy or non realistic work, you know? And then the last, you know, maybe decade, a little less, I've come back around to really appreciating, if not preferring, the stuff that isn't purely conventional, you know, like that isn't purely realistic. And so I never really thought of it in the context of it being full circle. Like I would, I've often thought of it as how my tastes have evolved, but I never brought it back to my preference for things like. Uh, you know the th- things like Aragones and Martin and stuff that clearly were very exaggerated, and yet I loved it. So uh, it's interesting to think about it that way, mm. like how your tastes evolve over time and what what draws you in at different points in your life or your you know your your arc of appreciating a type of art form. You know,
2: yeah. You got to get back to your woods, wood.
0: <laughs> yeah, ah. dude. Speaking yeah. of that, you know the artist edition. You saw that they announced the Jack Davis artist edition.
2: Oh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be going to be really hard to resist that one.
0: Yeah, I haven't bought one yet. I do not own any of them, but this is one that I, I think same I'll definitely here. get. Yeah, same here.
2: Well, to cap it off, uh, it's awful strange not having someone tell me to wrap it up.
1: Damn.
2: <laughs> the uh, <laughs> wrap it up, Vince. I, I hope it comes back soon. The um, uh, there's an extensive notes section at the end of the book by John Benson. Really informative, high data content. Um, it turns out that all of these imitators did not last very long. In fact, I think before Mad hit its eighth or ninth issue, they were all gone. So there you go. People knew quality wow. when when they saw it. And honestly, you cannot overest- overstate uh, Harvey Kurtzman's importance to American humor. Not only in sequen- in terms of sequential art, but but how humor w- developed in America. Owes a lot to Harvey Kurtzman. I mean, Saturday Night Live, you would not have any, of, say, that, yeah, any um, of that if it wasn't for Harvey Kurtzman. Yeah, che- um, I mean,
0: Chevy Chase got his start writing for um, Lampoon. Um, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't he have that? Talked, yeah, that's, I mean, and he talked about how formative the Mad Magazine Kurtzman stuff was to him and the other original writers on the show, you know, and, and so absolutely, I mean, that's, you know. Um,
2: yeah, and, and no then question. when Mad made the jump to magazine size, eventually you had the imitators again: Crazy, Lampoon, uh, Sick from Carlton, Cracked, from cracked. Uh, cracked. I think Cracked was the only one that r- came extremely close to capturing what Mad captured. Yep, there I read a I lot subscribe. of yeah. great.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Our our boy John John Severin.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. he was a mainstay. Yeah, big time. I mm-hmm. um, the only thing I mean I I did enjoy, and I came on very late towards the end of its life, but Crazy wasn't too bad.
2: First ten issues are gold. Are they really? Oh my! The first issue, landmark.
1: Yeah. I um, I remember the last issue vividly. I mean, I, Obnoxio wasn't really the world's greatest mascot when you compare it to like Alfred e. Newman or, or Sylvester, but it it was it was the only one. I guess I also had a. I was partial to it because it was published by Marvel, so there was mm-hmm. there was that connection there. But it, yeah, no, it, it was in it wasn't in the same league to me as as Mad or even Crazy. Right.
2: And to even pat Mister Kurtzman on the back further, uh, his humor was was very anti-establishment, which is um, one of the few ingredients, pretty much unique to all of the underground comics the the original underground comics. So again, I I really don't think you would have had a movement that strong were it not for for Harvey Kurtzman. Yeah, I mean, the the guy's fingers are a million different pies to this yeah. day. Mad TV, my my kids just think it's yeah. Because we we it, actually it,
0: watched it uh, an hour yeah. before we started recording, before the kids went mm-hmm.
2: to bed. It it pokes fun at at the sacred cows, and it's not a yeah. shame to do it. It
1: Dude, moves like
0: Jabba. Forget it. And it oh, kidding. Yeah. it And, it, and it, it, oh it, my uses, God.
1: it uses the art style of those old magazines. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, Hell yeah. it's great stuff. It, it is. is. People, it's really fantastic. Uh,
2: yeah. Pick this book up. If you're well-versed in humor comics, you'll love it. If you're not, you'll get a, a, a humor 101 from this thing. It is fantastic.
0: If, if you if you have any interest in fun or things that have quality, buy this book.
2: Yeah, Fantagraphics, sincerest form of parody. You can get it cheap on uh, Amazon or probably through Instru- Trades. It's a really good book. should be on your bookshelf. Cool. Oh, nice.
1: Wishlist awesome. added. What's that? Wishlist added.
0: Oh, you know <laughs> this. <laughs> so you what do we got? I'm sick of talking.
1: I'm, uh, I'm drinking Ménage à Trois, just so everybody can
2: Oh Ah, nice. If you people taking score at home, put that down for David.
1: There you go,
0: nice, um so I hinted last week that I was going to talk about an anthology this week. oh yeah, and uh long time listeners uh and friends of the show know that i'm a I'm a pretty hearty fan of of anthologies. Um, I try and read them as often as I can whenever uh, I may come across them, so this anthology in particular, is probably one of the better known anthologies in a long time, um and to me this this book is as impressive for the story with which it came to be as it is for the finished product that I'm holding in my hands. Um, and I am talking about, um, Womanthology. Ah oh. So, um, for those that don't know, uh, the, the what I'm now holding, which is a beautiful, oversized hardcover by IDW, um, started out a year ago. Um, actually, a year. well, not even ten months ago, I guess. Um, Renee DeLiz, who's a, a creator, um, sent a tweet out uh, to her Twitter peeps, her, her, her tweetble, um, and it just said, female creators, would you be interested in being a part of an anthology made by all females, possibly published with profits for a cause? That's it. And she sent that out with no real plan, just had an idea in her head, hey, maybe we could get something going if there's enough interest. Let's see what we can do. Um, and before you know it, before you knew it, um, they had set up a website and a Kickstarter program. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Kickstarter quite a bit. And within the month that they had set their goal of $25,000, they had raised uh, almost $110,000. Um, uh, Nine, You're all crackly, by the way. You're all crackly. Um, but... It, now, the, since the, that time, in the last year, Kickstarter's had tremendous growth, and so there have been some really astounding uh, monetary values in the projects. But at this particular time, this was one of the, if not the largest, comics-related funding, I think, that they had had. Um, and it it ended up being um, an all-woman's anthology with more than 150 female contributors, uh, which, you know, I'm hugely, into, I, I mean, I, I both professionally and, and obviously from what we do, fascinated by the evolution of social media. Um, you know, I'm very active on Twitter, obviously, um, not so much on Facebook, but, but I certainly appreciate Facebook for what it is. Um, and so to think that literally 10 months ago, this idea was nothing but a simple idea that popped in her head while she was on Twitter and and fast forward to now, and it's this amazingly uh, voluminous, well put together hardcover collection um, it is impressive, right? I mean, that's it's like shockingly impressive that this that that you could go from idea to formative, complete work, especially when in, you're talking about a collaborative effort of hundreds of people is astonishing. I, I really, I mean, I, I can't get past the fact that they did all this, and literally a year ago, this was not. In existence in any form um, so like all anthologies you you get a vastly different melange of, of ideas right I mean there's there's the artwork ranges from unbelievably polished you know and, and, and avant-garde to very realistic to frankly quite you know raw and 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 almost amateur right i mean you, you you and that is not atypical of of any larger um anthology uh project right i mean you're going to get your mileage may vary you're going to get different different styles different motifs different themes different lengths um and and the same thing with the writing i mean some of the stories are very nuanced very emotional uh others are just pure humor others are scary um others are more i think um, you know um more ideas you know not necessarily with the form of a finished narrative um and again none of this is different from what you'd see in in any larger anthology with the 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 underlying theme here though is is that it's created by women and what i really love about the the finished work is is um is is that it's so much more than a collection of short stories i mean that is at at its heart what it is but what i think is impressive about the work is that throughout the entire uh, collection, at the the bottom of each page, you get um, little biopics and little blurbs about the creators involved. You know where they're from, fun facts about them. Um, you know little little tidbits. And then the other thing is, every couple pages, you get pro tips. Um, whether it be uh, like, there's a pro tip here on page eighty one. Uh, About coloring and it just says color choice is super important. I find that choosing a few colors and then staying within that family of closer related colors helps keep things harmonious. If I choose a certain type of red, I'll choose a similar light red, but add more gray to slightly offset it so that it's not exactly the same color, just lighter. Nice. Neutrals are great for making a few bright colors pop. Contrast is important too, so that your colors don't look muddy. A good trick is to look at it in Photoshop and make it grayscale to see how right. it all reads together. You know, True. like so. If very specific, but very useful. Presumably, if you want to learn how to color, uh, uh, t- tips and there's there's and all sorts who of that. Where's that from? Sorry. I just, oh, is geez, that, is I that just, from the I just creator the of that
1: particular?
0: Uh, hold on, G-G, you figured you'd ask me that first on the page. Um, <laughs> I can't find the page now. I just I flipped open randomly to a page. Okay. Well, let me see if I oh here you go. It's uh it's by Callie Font. I'm probably saying her name wrong, but Fontecchio, Fontecchio. Mm. Um, and no, she is not on this page. This is not um a page. That oh, she okay. Has. Um, in fact, the the it's under it's at the bottom of one of my favorite pieces in the book, which is um. Uh, was illustrated by Camilla Derico, who I don't know if you guys have seen her work, but she's—I mean, it's—it's it's very um, Japanese anime-esque, you know, sort of Miyazaki-inspired stuff, but it's beautiful stuff. Um, and 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 the the creators here range from the well-known, like Camilla or Fiona Staples or Gail Simone, um, all the way to uh, there's uh, to, to people that you know, frankly, are, are amateurs that have really i think this is their first published work both writing and and art chores you know that it, it runs the gamut um and every bit of this book was done by females the coloring the lettering the editing um and the way the book is divided up uh it's it's again it's 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 this is the work itself i think is even more impressive than than any of the individual pieces it's the, the, the first it's divided up by um there were five different women assigned uh to be the editors so there's the like pages eight through seventy eight are Team Jessica. Team pages seventy nine through hundred four are Team Mariah. Uh, one forty two through one seventy eight are Team Bonnie. Then there's one seventy nine through twenty two is Team Susanna, and then the last group is Team Nicole. And at the beginning of each is a uh, you know a bio about the editor, why she was chosen, what she's interested in, what she you know what her kind of driving factors were. And then where I think it's really I mean like some of the really cooler parts are then you get to a section called Kids and Teens and it's uh it's a dozen to ha- to two dozen pages of uh of fully rendered comic work by like little girls like gr- like teenage all the way down to like prepubescent Aww. like like girls like in it's got it and they're treated in the same way their names and their interests and and it's it's you know but it's it's great i mean it's it's these you know it's a chance for these girls and teenage girls to young girls and teenage girls to sort of have their stuff alongside presumably some of their idols you know um and then there's a how to section with interviews by everyone from like Colleen Duran to Gail Simone and, um, and it's got, you know, very, very technical, uh, how to's about, um, coloring and editing and, uh, you know, layouts and, uh, rendering and like, um, Ming Doyle does a thing, how to draw in ink, you know, and she shows her process. She shows, you know, rough, uh you know, like, you know, rough blue penciled, you know, uh stuff. And then she shows her inking process until the finished work. There's Barbara Kessel does a whole thing on how to write comics. And she does nice. breakdowns and shows panels. And she shows how to how to format it and what you need, what kind of things need to be in the 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 uh the written scripts to help your artists realize what your your vision for the book Um so it 's just it's it just it dives so deeply into process, and there 's a um, how to ink by Barbara Kahlberg and um, Nye Rufino, who's by the way a fetching young lass I might say how uh, <laughs> it, to color right and she she shows you step by step like you know starting with rendering and then like making sure you have a you, if you use a light source that you're consistent with where the light source would come from and um like how to make adjustments in photoshop and then how to layer on effects and how not to overdo the effects because that can ruin the th- you know how c- they can ruin it just really really fascinating stuff and then there's even like david david will love this rachel Deering does either most or all of the lettering in the book and so she's got a whole section on how to how to how to uh how to letter and it it's you know it's got like uh like, it's, first, the pro the first pro tip, please, for the love of all that is printed, do not use Comic Sans. That's a too <laughs> far away to become a subject of ridicule, right? Yes. Pro, another pro tip, lettering with non-vector rasterized fonts will sometimes make your dialogue appear blurry in print. So, like, these are very technical, like, helpful oh, yeah. tips. Like, these aren't just, like, oh, you know, these aren't generic, right? Fiona Staples does How to Draw Monsters, and she shows the, how she created a monster by basically drawing, true to form, a bear, a turtle, a parrot, and a and um and then how how she combines all of those into what ultimately looks like a dragon creature like how she uses the anatomy of those to to render a dragon creature sounds um, awesome yeah it's it great man it's like you know there's there's how to color digitally there's how to use markers there's um you know how to draw hands like it's just basically whatever a creator wanted to whatever part of the process she wanted to contribute it was allowed to and i think and, and I'm just speculating here, but I think because the Kickstarter campaign was so successful and they raised so much money, they were really able to open this up to include just about anyone They really didn't have to you know pick and choose, which can be a very difficult part of curating an anthology right yeah so um it's just again the the if you're this book speaks to so many different things if you're into supporting fledgling artists if you 're into supporting women in comics, which is obviously what the heart of this is about, right I mean that there's not enough women in working in paid comics that that sh- they should you know that we they, there should be more opportunities but if you're into process if you you know again as someone who's read comics for a long time but but in in a much it's been a much more recent thing that i've gotten into. The process I mean, this is like a gold mine, you know I mean, and then the interviews are just great i mean june uh June Brigman and devin Graceman and Nicholas Scott and Wheezy, our girl wheezy and Robin Firth, and just you know it's just interviews about like how they came to be in comics and what they love most about it and what they're doing now, and what they think the challenges and hurdles are still for the for women in the business and what you have to do to overcome them i mean it's just um. It's just a fantastic work, and you know IDW has done an unbelievable job with really creative uh, collected editions. And again, this is this is no small part. Um, this is this is certainly right up there with it. Um, and, and I would say that that with anything, you know, this is uh, y- you have to know going into an anthology, regardless of what it is, whether it's the EOC anthology or Dark Horse Presents or this or any of the other myriad ones that we've talked about over the years. You know, your mileage is going to vary. Not every story is going to curl every person's toes. That's the very nature of the beast, right? And so, especially when you have one as expansive as this, you know, I can't tell you that every story in particular, you know, made me say, wow. But the the thing I've always loved about anthologies, and even more so with this one, because it is so expansive and so comprehensive, is the the, the, the sum total, right? It's This is... The cool thing about comics anthology is that it really is one of those things that make the cliche true of the of the of the sum being greater than the constituent parts, you know, and that's really what I think this epitomizes that. So mad props to Renee Deliz, mad props to her editors, mad props to all the women involved in this. Huge kudos to the 2000 plus people on Kickstarter that got this thing going. Huge props to IDW. And and to wrap this all up, the it was just recently announced, I think, in Emerald City, if not right before. That they're going to do a regular Kickstarter. I mean, I'm sorry, a regular, uh, womanthology anthology comic, uh, yes. through IDW. Um, I'm not sure if it's monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly. I know those details are out there. I should have looked it up, but I just, I'm just, it just popped into my head. But, but, um, but certainly that's fantastic, right? I mean, cause it's again, yeah. again, it's a platform. I love anthologies. It's a platform for, uh, women to get their ideas out there. So huge props to everybody involved in this. And it's, um, it's fifty dollars uh, through IDW I'm sure you can get a pretty decent discount through in stock trades or Amazon or that sort of thing while it's in stock I don't know if this was a limited print run or not I think it was so this could be one of those things where you if you are interested and i I would recommend it you want to probably grab it sooner rather than later um, maybe you know maybe it's c 2 twoos if you're there I'm sure IDW will have a booth they might have it there but uh, yeah just just huge huge props and again um it's it's the little things that I, the, the process and the insights that I thought were the the, the, the little things that the, were the little the cherry on top of the of the ice cream, which was the uh, you know the actual uh, nice. works. So
2: I have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, is it a mature readers title or is it all ages?
0: You know, uh, I don't think they necessarily shy from adult themes, but I don't recall there being any overtly adult material. Okay. Um. I mean, there's a lot of works in there, but, but I don't. There's certainly some like there are pinups and that sort of thing. Um. There may be some certainly implied relationship, romantic stuff, but I don't remember there being anything overtly sexual, right. uh, Or overtly violent. So but I would we, say all ages, And again, because they have the whole section devoted towards the young that, girls and teens. Yeah, that I mean, was that was my yeah, point. I was yeah,
2: yeah. how would you show? Hey, hey, your work mm-hmm. is in here, and then God, you know, they flip to a page with like you know, penetration. Yeah. So, so cool. That That's yeah. good. And, and, uh, second is Lisa Hanawalt in
3: there.
0: Again, you you uh, let me see if there's a list of the, cause it, there's, I mean, there literally was, I think 150 plus females involved, women wow. involved. So let me see. Uh, let me, I don't know if there's a bibliography of all the women involved. Let me just look here in the back of It is, uh, she's ch- my girl. girl. I love Lisa Hanawalt. Here you go. Um, oh, my girl. she's my girl. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. I'm just looking here. Uh, well that's cool yeah I, mean, I don't i mean i i honestly i you caught me off guard i don't I don't see a list here of all the well that women. doesn't
2: happen often does it really honestly god pff,
0: there's a it. there's a list here of all the Kickstarter contributors, which is cool oh um, neat. but uh i i don't i mean I could be just missing it out but I do not see a list alphabetically of all the women creators that were involved let me see if I'm
2: cool just speaking them. of Kickstarter. Uh, Ted Mays, injury number four is now a reality. They reached the goal on that, which is awesome. Yay. Ooh. Yeah. Injury number four is coming out. Wow. wow. Do you hear those dogs freaking out? Yeah. No. No. Wow. Yeah, we got another one. A Yorkie. We got a we got
1: <laughs> you know, Yorkie. Is, so. <laughs> I, I love fighting. you guys and death, but your
0: your your love affair with many dogs baffles me a little bit. I love the compact Dude, dog. I
1: know. I know, man. I can't wait to get a dog that doesn't run on batteries.
0: Seriously, up. dude, dude. Uh, yeah,
2: Eleven o'clock team up. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Bam.
2: So what else we got? Dappy hasn't
1: talked much. i uh, yeah, I gotta uh, see. I um, as far as notes and in quotes go for this week, I don't have much. Bailed I it I, nice. I kind of did. Yeah, you know, I figured what the hell. Cool. I figured if, if one of us isn't gonna be here, why should anybody else try? So the uh, snap. the the uh, is he, the way? it's on a walkabout. Um actually I believe tonight he's uh he's hanging out with uh our boy from down under not, Dan, not Roland uh, Pierce yes not uh, not Andrew Shaw I want to you know at least mention the five or six people we have from Australia that listen um but uh and and not Rebecca so he is hanging out with Roland Pierce tonight at the Cubs game um but I uh I'm reading a couple of things here and there I have I do want to give my boy Jason some uh some ups because uh a couple yeah. weeks ago and I read the first couple of issues but I didn't stick with it because I just figured I'd catch up with it later on. So uh it was one of the things that got called years ago. Uh but apparently there was a little bit of a um uh a faux pas at uh at Comixology's store and they were offering the Wasteland Omnibus Volume one which is like thirty five or so issues for I think 199 get out of, out of here instead of, Are you instead, of me? It's, instead of instead of 1999 yeah oh my gosh and and because i had the uh, the fire you know, well, that, that's
0: i hope Comisology makes uh <laughs> makes chris mitten and and anthony johnson whole on that like i, I hope that's no for real i mean that would so <laughs> no I, I agree with you yes yeah. i mean I,
1: and I, I just i um I believe it was fixed relatively soon because, well, it was weird. I, I had my fire at work with me and that's where I bought it from. So it went through, uh, Amazon's storefront, even though I can download it through the Comixology app and I can, I can see it there. I, I downloaded it to my iPad. So I, it, it's in my purchases. But if I went to Comixology, comics.comixology.com, it was the regular 1999 so i don't know if it was a if it was just a platform issue where where, where the mix-up occurred but i'll say i'm one of the lucky people that that, that got it on the match wow, G- and right. uh and and so i'm i'm rereading those early issues and and um and i forgot how how enjoyable the the back matter was in in uh, like in the second issue where where it's uh it's it's just it's a text piece from the point of view of a character yeah in 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 the book and and or in that in that time uh but i mean the art is 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 gorgeous um,
2: i see a lot of frank miller in that
1: art definitely <laughs> i can see yeah. that yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um some of the uh some of the the gray scaling th- because i'm i'm looking at it on on the ipad screen and not and, and i can zoom in fine um but it wasn't as confusing as another book that that I read this weekend. Uh, again, through the Comixology app. But uh, so I'm 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 going back through through my Wasteland stuff, and I'm I'm gonna read the first couple dozen issues of, of that series. Uh, another book that I read, I read the first issue because it was I think a freebie of Atomic Robo, and Comixology also has the first collection for like I think four ninety nine and and so you can get like the first six issues that way and and get a uh it it gets you into the atomic robo character and 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 his universe and and atomic robo is basically just a a robot that uh is created by nikola tesla uh Ding. Robo works for uh tesla dine industries and and he is part of a uh, of, of an action science team that uh basically investigate uh strange phenomena like 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 a pyramid that just ups and starts walking and uh and and it it i can see some of the hellboy comparisons that i've seen over the years um it is very different from hellboy it 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 has a different humor the the art is is very different um but it's still still enjoyable and unfortunately the first issue or two there were some unfortunate i guess word balloon placements because there were some some panels where i was just a little lost as to what was going on i had to go back and and see if if things were 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 jibing the way i I thought they were that 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 they were supposed to um but aside from from those little uh, gaffes yeah yeah thank you i'll uh I, it, it's still, it's it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's it's. I mean, you, you get a lot, you, quite a bang for your buck with 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 that collection. Um, I've never. But it 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 uh, it it. Unfortunately, it. I don't know. I don't really know when this started, but unfortunately, like the first couple of of issues are self contained. They the, they're done in one issue, and then like around issue, I think three or four. We 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 have a two parter, and but the way the the issue ends, because I'm I'm reading it digitally, and I'm not like at the end of a physical comic book, I um I I'm not sure if this story is ending here, and we're just going to con- go in a completely different direction in the next issue, or if as soon as I swipe the screen, if I'm going to have this story continued, and I, I don't know when they stop doing to be continued at, at at the end of an issue or or a little caption letting you know that you know, hey, this isn't over, and it, this isn't the only book that that I've seen do this. That there there are other mostly independent, not big two stories. Although there there have been a couple stories here and there from 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 the other guys that I just if, if I'm reading something, I don't I don't want to. Have my handheld, but I would like just an idea that this is a little different than, than what we've given you the past couple of issues, and, and we're going, we're, we're telling the story a little differently here. And um, once I realized that the Pyramid story was continuing and everything was right as rain, and, and we were moving along, but um, you know, I haven't read many things from um, from Red Five comics, so I don't know if this is par for the course for them. I don't know if this is just something the Atomic Robo team does from time to time but i don't that doesn't detract from the work that 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 uh that these guys are doing so um
2: i feel like i should read atomic robo
1: i think i think you dig it it's it's um i mean it's it's witty it's clever uh robo's sense of humor is is great he um there's uh, the first story kind of takes place uh around world war ii uh, so, so, so there's an evil Nazi scientist that, uh, that that's pretty much his arch nemesis. Um, but and it is you
2: said Tesla. If anything is going to get me to read it, it's you know Nikolai Tesla.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, when 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 Robo is is in is recruited by the government to uh, to help. They the government enlists him and and they um they promise him um. In in return for for helping the army, he will get uh, he'll be granted full United States citizenship, which I guess is something that that, that he desires. So, um, it's it is it is well written. I I think the art fits the story very well. The team is is great that uh, that Robo works with. Um, the 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 ideas, the scientific ideas, are are wacky and out there and you know in in the physics in 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 the world that these people exist in um everything makes sense that nothing is like you're not reading it going oh my god this wouldn't happen but dude you you realize you're reading a a comic book with a robot as as the leader of of a team and things like that so there are just you really can't read this and and, and ever say that would never happen and and I I did enjoy it. Like I said I, I I read the first issue years ago and, and it's it's something that and I know people on the forum love it and and uh and rightfully so. It it is enjoyable stuff. I do not know how many collections there are. I don't know how many minis that they've had over the years, but it's it's definitely a book that um that I would recommend that I will seek more out of all um I have my alert set for comixology for when uh for when the specials come on for, for those collections. Um and the other thing that, that I read that I really enjoyed because I had no expectations going in was uh John Carter Gods of Mars, which of course has art by the wonderfully talented Ramon Perez. Oh, the Marvel one. Okay, cool. That's yeah, the Marvel. I haven't read any of the dynamite stuff. But this one, it's I think it's a five issue mini, but the first issue absolutely love the art. I don't I really didn't even care he's what He's a sick bastard, isn't no, he? Dude, it's 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 Whew. insane. I mean he's 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 like um the way i think we're feeling about perez is is the way i guess we felt about somni about fowler about you know we're just we're we're, yeah. we're watching them and and i mean it's just it's he's What's, going to blow up i mean after tail sand and and mm-hmm. now this and even i mean that that, that deadpool team up yeah it's... two um
0: like two c2e2s ago uh, at the hotel one night when we were drinking so i um i i re- um, I got to give Scotty uh, Scotty Young credit because um, I went over to say hi to him. He was sitting around and I uh, sat down and we we're, ha- were having a beer, just catching up. And uh, sitting next to him at the time was was Ramon Perez, but I uh. didn't know I didn't know Ramon at the time. And Scotty just introduced us, and you know Scotty said, "Oh, this is my buddy Ramon. He's an, he's a cartoonist too, and um, you know he'd done a few things that." Um, some Marvel stuff, like, but he he had said, you know, he's he's going to blow up, like he's, and he told me he's like, I'm not just saying this because he's my buddy, like this guy's going to be like humongous in the industry, and of course, you know, I remember him saying it, and Roman was a super nice guy, so it was it was awesome to meet him, but you know, when you hear stuff like that at first, you don't, I mean, you don't know if it's a friend just being nice or. Yeah, so it's just natural, right? We always think the we always think of our friends that their stuff's gonna we always think more of our friends than you know may often be the reality because we want that to become the truth. So to see two years later like how right Scotty was. I mean he was not it was not hyperbole. I mean Ramon is sick. It's crazy yes. how big this dude is. <laughs> yes. No, he's crazy he's an amazing I mean, like I told you, Tale of Sand, I mean, it's the closest thing I've seen to, you know, uh like Jeff Smith, both as a storyteller uh, just pure cartooning chops. I mean, it's beautiful. I haven't seen the, the, the John Carter stuff though, but I'm curious if it looks markedly different in style from Tale of Sand, or if it's in the same vein. I don't. I'm. I haven't seen it, so I can't react.
1: As soon as I get my hands on on Tale of Sand, I'll let cool. you know. Um, cool. It is. I. Like I said it's first issue. All I know is that John Carter wakes up back on Mars. There, there, there's a familiar face to him, and and he's looking for for Dejah Thoris. And, um, and why wouldn't he? Of yeah, course. of course. So I mean it's it's uh you know, there's the, the, there's a prison involved, there's capture, there's the, there's an escape to be made, and it, it looks like it's just going to be that that fun sci fi swashbucklery type type stuff going on and and I mean I'm no lie, I am I'm only looking at this really for the art. I know I know Humphreys is, is you know, is telling a story here, but but it's it's Ramon that uh that has me dialed in for this.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: So that's yeah, that's, that's it. Right. That's pretty much what I've read over the weekend. You right.
2: know, you know what I revisited. Well, I started to revisit. Um, I had forgotten just how much fun Bob Layton's Hercules miniseries. Uh, Hercules. Oh, Hercules, sure. Yeah, yes. and sure. Uh, I mean, I have them in single issues. They're they're in a box around here somewhere. But uh, I was lucky enough to grab the combined hardcover from. Mm-hmm. Um, the the it's under the Hercules Prince of Power which yes. combines both miniseries. I think I got it for like
0: five ninety nine. I was gonna say this, I got mine for seventy percent off at the T Fall sale the last Yeah, one.
2: still still sealed. Uh it collects Hercules Prince of Power from nineteen eighty two, for the four issues, and Hercules Prince of Power from nineteen eighty four, the four issues of that. Um in a nutshell Zeus is ticked off at um Hercules, he thinks he needs to learn a lesson in humility because uh, I guess there was some... Uh annual day of tribute to uh, Zeus where no one was allowed to say anything it was it was like quiet day and uh, Hercules climbs Mount Olympus and, he, and he, he, he's returning home after a long stint with the Avengers and if you know Hercules he's boisterous and he's picking fights and uh, according to Hercules getting uh, a, a sound thrashing from him is considered a gift You know, Hercules wants to bestow the gift on people. He wants to kick people's asses. That's what he does. He drinks, he starts fights, and he has his way with women, right? Uh, and uh, Zeus is kind of pissed off. He's like, all right, you know what? You're banished. And Hercules is, is, uh, yeah, okay, send me back to Earth. And Zeus says, no, who, no. Why should I send you back there? They consider you a god. I'm going to do something you don't expect. And he sends them out into space, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And uh, Herc is, is uh, accompanied by a recorder, one of the uh, data collecting uh, cyborg or androids. I think they're androids.
1: I don't yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah i would say so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see and, too much organism in there yeah
2: <laughs> and and hijinks ensue but uh man bob layton it's just so much fun uh yeah i almost wish we could go back to this type of storytelling ultra dense i mean a lot happens in one issue
0: oh well, bob layton's um, still telling stories yeah
2: yeah where's he working is he at um boom
0: well, he just—I mean, he did the Marvel thing. What, like, uh, what was it? Two, three years ago, right? That with the—I the, mean, the last thing, the Iron Man thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Ron Lim, yes. Yeah. He now, oh, he, now he right, has re- right. Bob. Bob. Bob Layton has recently said he's not ever working for Marvel again. So I guess he'll be doing stuff elsewhere. Oh, elsewhere,
2: why is that?
0: Uh, I—I I, I don't know. I don't know the man personally, but I—I I remember seeing an article recently that said that he—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's unhappy with the current regime, but oh. he didn't—he didn't get into specifics. He just said that he's. Life's good too on, short, I think was his quote. <laughs>
2: so, good yeah. on Bob. Good on Bob Layton. But uh, one of my favorite sequences, I think it it occurs, maybe in the first or second issue of of the, the the initial four issue miniseries, is Hercules is in a a bar, a space bar, and you know he's getting his drink on. The recorder's there, and he's just looking for somebody to punch, man. Uh, and there's this huge Starlin-esque brute of a creature, and the waitress I think says, you know, that's pretty much the strongest uh creature in, in in the galaxy and hercules is like yeah right okay so he goes over and he starts picking a fight with me and, and he punches it and it turns out the 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 dude was uh large of stature but he was very timid and he starts crying when Hercules hits him, so the the barmaid's like, "Oh, you jerk! Wow, look what you did!" And everybody in the bar turns against Hercules, and it's that moment that actually Hercules deserves it, right? But you feel kind of bad for Herc because he's just being himself,
3: you know? Mm-hmm. He's a brute,
2: right? And um, they they beat feet out of the bar, and Hercules is like, "Mayhap I should." Uh, uh, put more stock in my father's words. It's, it's a really cool bunch of series, scrawls, uh, scrolls, uh yep. space, spacefaring adventures, uh, bunch of duplicitous characters that try and get the screws on Hercules, We he ain't having it. Uh, and there's a lot of Hercules smashing it too. I mean, don't, uh, just because it's Hercules trying to, uh, uh, leaven his temper, it, he still beats down a lot of characters. It, it's a, just a lot of fun. It's good old fashioned fun comics and, that, that that i think that has become a little bit of a derogatory term he said oh yeah it's fun you have nothing else to say but that's the perfect word to describe these series they're fun
1: i agree yeah. yep, and, and thanks
0: to uh thanks to dap uh i was able to get a bob layton iron man on my avengers jam piece uh yes. because he just saw him sitting there and say, hey why don't you uh go ask bob layton and we had a quite a, I think, uh, a colorful and entertaining, twenty thirty minute uh, visit with Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but, and by the way, Vince, you know, because I think he's going to be at Sato Sados. Uh, Bob still has pages at his table of those Hercules series. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. They are cheap, cheap,
2: cheap like under a hundred.
0: Yes. Oh, god, yes. Ooh. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, um, well, at least at the last two cons I've seen him at, he asks you to name your price.
1: Yeah, make a deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh man! I mean, he can—he can, you know. You save five bucks for the box, he can laugh he you back to you the con. So. But yeah. you know, it'll—it. But still, I mean, it's not. If nothing's marked, if you can get like two pages for like seventy-five bucks, boom. That is a boom, isn't yeah, it? thats it's a boom. I would like to. Have, yeah, I would bottom, love bottom, to
2: have a Bob Layton page. I think the guy's got chops. Always has.
0: Absolutely. Oh, and don't forget, he did. Um, it was a, what was it? Twilight of a God, right? That was the, the fault. That was what it was. That was the um um Hercules Twilight of the God. Was the the, that was the final part of the 2010, it, yeah. which was the end of the trilogy, it was the yes. third part of what your your hardcover collects the first two parts of.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah, I gotta get. To I have that. it here. Yeah, I I somehow remember. missed it. Mm-hmm. it does that tie in any way to the Van Lenti Pack Hercules series?
1: No,
0: it ties in yeah. directly to the to, Okay, the cool. AD AD eighty
1: series. Yeah, it's, it's yeah because the the. The scroll is uh is not faring too well, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: If I remember correctly, didn't Leighton do a cover or two for the Pass Valenti series? Yeah. He did. Yeah. The man. one with the big hand coming in,
0: right? And I, and,
2: yeah. and yeah, nice. There you go.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. I love Herc. Yeah. That's love. He has good taste and assistance as well.
2: And very yeah. thick very thick hair.
1: Yes, very right yeah. true. I think I think I kinda like I'm more partial, I think. Two Leighton's Hercules from those two minis than I am with like Hercules as member of the Avengers. Okay. And yeah, yeah I just yeah. It, it just I think I not not to compare you know Latens Hercules to to Roger Stone's or anything, but it was mm-hmm. just it was a different type of of tale. It was sure it was he was out of his comfort zone. It was yeah he's out in space like like you were saying uh, Vince. Right. It's like it's not a place where you'd expect to see Hercules on a chariot flying through space, but there he yeah. is, and 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 did work, and it and his art was was fantastic.
0: I loved the Pac and Van La- Van Lanty Hercules series.
2: Oh, no, me too. Yeah, but I that's a that very nice. different character than this.
0: Oh, totally. But oh, I, just, yeah. I thought that was really well done. That was one of those hidden gems, right? Because remember, they they tried to pull the fast one. It was incre- they changed Incredible Hulk to Incredible Hercules after uh, World War that's, Hulk, and yeah. people were like, "What the f is this?" And uh, and ended up being really, you know, one of those things that if the 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 group of us that stuck with it. I think we're treated to some really fun comics by those guys. Oh me. yeah, yeah. I have a couple pages from that run uh, from uh, from uh, Riley and uh, a couple other guys. But yeah, cool. Um, that's great. I I that is stuff I hold near and dear to my heart. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I wish Leighton had Leighton still got the chops, man. He whipped out yeah. that Iron Man for me in like ten minutes, and it was beautiful. I mean, it does. Surprise, yeah, it but, looks
1: nice and tight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff.
2: Yeah, very very few can render highlights on armor like Mister Lake.
1: Seriously, seriously, yeah, no joke. And and I mean and that that Hercules for me, I mean that was just from an era where there was the Cloak and Dagger mini, there was a Fish and Scarlet Witch mini, there was Iceman, and and there was Beauty and the Beast. And I mean and they, they just had a bunch of, of 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 limited series like that were just I I really I mean now they would. It's just the way publishing is. It, it wouldn't be limited series or anything like that. It would just be relaunches. But it's just... Right. It, those I are think, just
2: wasn't the initial four issues one of Marvel's first miniseries? It's pretty close to the, the, the first.
1: They're one. Well, one of their first is Contest of Champions.
2: Contest of... Right, right. And, and then, uh, but Hercules isn't too far away from that. No,
1: it's not. No. I wouldn't think so. Yeah,
2: that was good times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I have a little bit of a uh, a creator spotlight, dusting off the creator spotlight. Oh, love it! Mm-hmm. Um, it was born out of the fact that uh, I read something this week that was a present from King Dap for the holidays, uh, and uh, get a room. I know, right? And I mean, <laughs> while while the the work itself was terrific, it made me think that I. I wanted to talk about the, 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 the man who was the writer more than the work itself because I think that it's a it's a person that we I think we all at least I'm pretty sure all we all appreciate his work quite a bit and yet I don't know that he gets the props he deserves for the quality of his career and the breadth of his career among modern storytellers. Um I don't think his name is often cited among the currently working uh, top creators, and I think it's a, a pretty big oversight. Um, and I'm talking about Mr. Kurt Busick. Oh, oh yeah. um, the the work that that led me to wanting to do the spotlight was David uh, bought me um, Conan, uh, the Frost Giant's Daughter, and other stories, oh. which Volume One, which is a collection of of Kurt Busick and Carrie Nord's first seven issues of their, um, I think, in many people's eyes. One of the you know better modern definitive runs of Conan, yeah. uh, and it was terrific. Uh, Carrie Nord and, and and as well on our tours, it was terrific. I enjoyed every page of the of the book, and I I want to read continue to read more. But like I said, um, as I was reading it, I thought, man, you know, this was really good, yeah. and and I think people that are at all familiar with Conan, um, in any of its forms, will view this as you know certainly a classic rendition of the character. But uh, yeah, but it just got me thinking. Like Busick is freaking, he's been around forever. I mean, he's he. His first comic work was the early '80s, uh, on stuff like Power Man and Iron Fist, um, and you know, here he is still churning out stuff today. And you know, he's had some like significantly important works, both on the creator-owned side as well as the the big two side. And yet, I just don't feel like he. Maybe I'm just imagining. Maybe because we don't talk about him enough. But I just don't feel like he gets mentioned. Uh, you know, along the same lines of people like, you know, Morrison and Rucka and John's and I and I, I just think that's a shame because the dude is I mean, the 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 stuff he's done has been wildly entertaining and varied and um he just he deserves the credit, right? So Heroes Return what's Avengers. What's
1: that? Heroes Return Avengers.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh Astro City, again, which oh. is yeah. Yeah. Um you know Marvels right? I mean I just I I just think that the guy has been at the helm of I mean he he you know uh, uh Thunderbolts which you know for me is yeah. a favorite that was one of my favorite runs from the late 90s of any of any publisher. We've talked um, about Avengers forever a couple times, right? Absolutely, oh, yeah. uh, Ninjack, you know, which was actually <laughs> one of uh, <laughs> them. Oh man! But here's Mr. the thing Quesada. about Ninjak. Right? Exactly. It's it's. I don't think you know. You think about the butterfly effect. Would we have the Marvel comics that we have today if it wasn't for things like Ninjak? When Joe Quesada was killing it on the Archers, which I think is part of the reason he got the gig at Marvel, which led to him becoming the head, the head, the head right. Marvel in charge, right? I mean, so, so, um, I mean you know busick is is he's he's a, i think he's very very you know as a writer you have to have a couple things right you have to be creative you have to be diligent um you have to be able to uh write tight dialogue right you have to have great characterization True. and i think all of that too is is useless if you aren't able to have a working relationship with your cartoonist, you know, if you if you aren't able to give him or her the tools to bring your words and and script to life. And while I can't say that I have any great insight into Busick's collaborative uh efforts with his his you know the people he's worked with, I can say that as I look down the list of the things he's done and the fact that he's had a lot of long-running relationships with with cartoonists, he clearly must have something going for him, right? Yeah. I mean, because Astro City, he's you know he's worked with you know it's that's that's been a a decade-long collaboration now, and I think you know Astro City certainly, at least in the the early works, considered by many to be one of the the best non-big two superhero works of all time, if not just best modern superhero works. You know, even not even putting the qualifier on it. Um, you know, again, he's he's. I I thought his work on Thunderbolts was awesome. You know, his I thought his work on Avengers was awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't know that that's everybody's favorite. You know, period of time, but I I thought he did a great job while, uh, you know, working with uh with Perez on Avengers. I mean, that's I think that's some great great stuff. Um, and I enjoyed the hell out of most of it. Like you said, David, we've gushed in episodes past uh, each of us about Avengers forever, which I think is in and of itself one of the better contained Avengers arcs of the last twenty years. I mean, if I were to, if someone would say to me, hey, I want to read some classic Avengers," I mean, that would be right up there in something. I would, I would point to that collection. Um, and you know, and as
2: as much as I've been hating on Dynamite recently, Busick's doing good things with Kirby Genesis. Uh, it it does have an Astro City feel to it, but that's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, he's still doing Astro City. He had a huge run, long run on Conan which was, this is the first collection of it, but I mean, that went for much of the, the, the aughts. I mean, it, it. I don't know if it extended the entire, but I know he he, he was involved with Conan for, for much of that uh, of that run. He did a great, at least to my mind, a great run on Aquaman Uh, in, uh, what, five, six years ago in sort of Atlantis. Oh, I thought he did I, a great job with that. I thought right.
2: That was some, it's one of my yeah. favorite Aquaman. Well, yeah, it was a, a neat take on it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I don't, I can't speak to his Superman run because I didn't read it. So I don't know how that was conceived, but but certainly he had a, a decent run of that during the same time he was doing the Aquaman. Very um, good. Very good?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is just a guy, again, I just wanted to tip my cap to him. I mean, we don't have to, you know, I don't know if you guys have certain works that you think. I mean, I guess Astro City would probably be at near the top of of most of our, you know, of ours. But, but he's, it's been great. You know, I think that he... Um, he's and and it's been different genres it's been different publishers it's been different characters it's been some of his own some of License, and he just he seems to flourish in um in no matter what he's asked to do and you know again I know he and George Perez are long-time collaborators he was the writer on JLA Avengers which I think is a super a lot of fun mm-hmm. um you know I, if I'm being fair I think that JLA Avengers is more of a visual accomplishment for Perez cuz he gets the chance to draw you know he. There's so many sight, visual. You know, uh, what was the term you were using earlier, Vince? Like chicken fat. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, big two superhero chicken fat in that. Thanks to Perez. Mm, yep. But but again, I mean, he. I, I think that the writing certainly is fun and and definitely. T- there's you know there was the power company. Um, I mean there's just yeah. lots of stuff. I mean right. I mean he he just he ki- I think he's killed it on most of his stuff. Like in fact I I'm hard pressed to think of. Stuff he's written that I really didn't care for now, know, admittedly, there's I haven't read all of the things he's done because he's so prolific, but I mean, can you guys think of anything that really didn't float your boat that he did um you know I don't know i mean i don't i'm hurt i'm I'm, hurt.
2: I'm not I'm especially hurt. crazy about Marvels
0: well, that's interesting because I mean I think Marvels would be again one of those things that is probably better remembered for the art because yeah. it's I think that's what introduced most of the comics world to Alex Ross. You know, I mean, I think it's fair to say, right? I mean, Marvel's yeah. is probably... But, um, but again, I, I liked it quite a bit. I, I thought it was... Same here. I think the thing about Busick's work now that is unfortunate is that um, you look at Marvel's, you look at Astro City, if you read them now, like if you pick them up and read them now, I think their impact in import is somewhat mitigated because you lose sight of the fact that when he was doing those types of stories... They were far more groundbreaking in their tone, you know. When he did those two works, they were much more unique in their take on superhero comics. The seriousness, the you know, the 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 uh, the, the thought of the uh, impact on the actions of these superheroes to the world that they live in, the way that he illustrates the the average people and how they view these characters again this is something that's been carried forward i think and been a pretty big defining concept of the last 10 to 15 years of superhero storytelling kingdom come yeah yeah exactly and i'm saying so i think a lot of a lot of that stuff is viewed now as the way things are done but again when he was doing them he was a trailblazer in that front um so I, i almost
2: think his omnipresence in the industry works against him because everyone wants to talk about the young turks right morrison mm-hmm. and miller and and all and uh you know all those guys but because he's been doing it for so long and and like i said he's always seemingly always been there yeah. i mean what was the last time we talked about denny O'Neill? not to yeah, slight no, it, the man's right, work
0: he's, he's in the, right i think he's that's a good and that's a good analog i mean he's music i think and the other thing is i was one knowing knew that i wanted to bring him up this week as i thought about it you know he he's somewhat been, I think, hurt in a way, in terms of his legacy by the astoundingly strong artistic collaborators he's had, right? I mean, so much of his work has been tied into Perez and Alex Ross and Brent Anderson, and, you know, these are like amazingly talented storytellers, visually. And so I think that sometimes he, Busick, has been um, unfairly treated as the like the 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 um the, the sidekick in these it's endeavors.
2: it's like the the mousy guy with the hot wife yeah exactly. wants to look at and the and wife that's you not
0: know fair you know I mean it's really right. not I mean again especially to me if you look at Marvels and you and you you and you look at I mean particularly Asper City and uh, and even you know you, you, none of that is is there without Busick's. You know sto- storytelling. I, I mean, I generally believe that. And yet, I just do think that is some sometimes unfortunately lost because the visuals and the people involved are. I mean, Perez and Alex Ross in particular are you know now considered legends. Um, it, it's and in I guess in Perez's case, he was already a legend when they started collaborating heavily. Um, in in Ross's case, you know again, I don't know that there is the Alex Ross of today in in comics without music. But I mean, I'm sure we can have a debate about that cause, you know. But but my point is, is he was there at the beginning of Ross's endeavors. So yeah, I mean, just, you know, tip my cap to the dude because he's still churning it out and he's, I think he's much more focused now on creator owned efforts and, and he's very, very vocal. You know, if you ever go to the beat or to bleeding cool or Twitter, he's very, very vocal about his thoughts on, uh, you know, big two comics and creator owned works and uh, creator rights. And uh, I think he's very articulate. Um, another thing I appreciate about him is he's not prone to, snarky behavior on those fronts. I mean, he's he's certainly opinionated and he shares his opinions and they're strongly held, but he's not like a dick about it, you know? Like, he's not generally someone that, that looks to be, belittle the uh, anyone that has an opposing viewpoint. So, yeah, just all around, man, I gotta just say kudos to him and, and I wish more people gave him the due and I think, what I mean by that is I think he should be considered among the, you know, the pantheon of top creators of our comics reading lifetimes. I think he, he's... He's right up there, I think. He really is. Um, Ooh. So You're right. So, mad You're love to exactly.
2: the man. I think we should uh, make this a regular feature, uh, the comics, uh, the uh, creator spotlight, but to talk about... Well, creators that we, we've talked that we about don't, in the
0: past, we just haven't done it in a while. No, I mean... You know, we just haven't done the, it in a
2: while. The crux being that we should talk about creators that we don't normally talk about, who we feel, like Mr. Busek, <laughs> deserve wider recognition. Well, not wider, because these guys... Are everywhere, but just to reinstill in people what they you know those fond memories of what these guys did. Denny o'neill like Steve Engelhart. Come on,
0: we we, we hardly
2: Roger Stern, Roger Silver. We, we 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 hardly bring these th- these names up, and we should. we should we should at least at least once a month. Come on, hey,
0: you guys got your homework assignments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: My next one, we we Mr. Extra, Rick. We each have extra
0: time. <laughs> oh, we each have extra time to talk. uh Oh, uh, we each have extra time to talk for the next couple of weeks, so
2: that's right. We might as well.
0: We, yeah. we have a broader window of times, so you know. Awesome. Yeah,
2: we should be getting wrapping it up because Dave and I got some place to go. Dude, you only really want to go for
0: like another twenty-four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't, you can't, you can't have this episode be a short episode. People, had a, we gave a short episode two weeks ago, and it was like uh,
2: they're really was down the, uh, the it's internet falls. Like yeah. It was chaos on the forums. People
0: were like, what? Forum they see the, they see the, uh, it, it was actually, was uh, it was under two hours and they were like, what is going on? Is everyone okay? I know. They, <laughs> who left? About well-being? I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to, um, you, you got to keep it going, dude. Come on.
1: They represent. They represent,
0: yo. Keep on, keep on, yo.
1: Hey, it, uh, they, they, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, no. I was just going to ask you if any of you cracked open your, uh, American uh, Barbarian hardcover yet? I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, I Jeez. got mine. Jeez. But I've, I've read them all online already. So. Well,
1: first of all, Vince had his. That's right. True.
0: Oh, were you talking about the hardcover? Or you, I just assumed you were talking about the... the no, the I was talking about the hardcover. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nah. yeah okay. So, he's he's, he's hoity toity You know, we're lucky. We oh, speak. Oh, so, you know what? And, and that's just... <laughs> you no, know, sorry. That it just because it, I'm going to forget again. I almost would have forgotten, if especially if Vince let us wrap up just now. Um, Chris Pitzer who is of course the man behind the curtain at his ad house who is the publisher of American Barbarians Uh, Chris posted on our forums and I presume other places but he is having um, a sale on eBay Um, the link is in our forums and we'll post it in the show notes uh, thread as well but he is listing a bunch of very rare first printings of a bunch of ad house stuff Um, he he needs to raise a little case for some things uh, of a personal nature Never fear anyone. I did speak to him, and I don't. I'm not going to get into what what he needs the money for, because that's his business. But it's nothing like bad. I know people when they see people like auctioning off stuff, they worry that it's like bad news. It's nothing bad. It's actually good news. But he, he just wants to get, get a little cash for some things. And uh, but there's some really great things he's putting up on uh, eBay, uh, and it's going to be he's staging the the listings. But the first set is up, and um, like he's got everything from James Gene Process Recess first printing which I would Ooh. love to have, although I know I'm going to get way outbid on that, probably by Jay Tomeo. Um but, uh, but he's got a <laughs> nice. of cool stuff that he's putting up, and he's going to be putting stuff up for the next few weeks. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out because, uh, um, you know, he, he it, again, just calling attention to it. So if you're a fan of house stuff, uh, he's going to have a lot of really cool things for uh, for auction. In the field, actually. Is so, um, sure.
2: so. Project Superior among them?
0: I don't know offhand. I, I, don't, I, I didn't commit to you, memory you, all the things. If it is,
2: stuff. you need to get it. I, I have a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh Project Superior is uh superheroes done done in, in through Ad House, but it's Paul Pope, Jim Rugg, Chris Pitzer's in here, um Jay Ryan, uh who else would you uh Tim Biscop, Jeffrey Brown, okay. um Scott Campbell, John Cassidy, uh Farrell Daremples in here. Uh, wow. Dean, Dean, Dean Haspiel, Paul okay. Hornschmeyer. Uh, John Kirschbaum, yeah. Jim Mafood, Tara McPherson, nice. yeah, Brian Lee O'Malley, Scott Morse, Brian Maruca. Jim it's Maru. a great book. You need to get it. Um, I got mine for a pittance uh, many years back, and I have not regretted it. It's amazing. An amazing Sweet. book.
1: Yeah. My uh, American Barbarian is scheduled to ship a week from Thursday, so so much for having it in time for the show to get signed.
2: Ha. Oh, ha. Well, well this me. Yeah, I'm sure Tom will, will do something for you. <clears> like Mr. Burns clear. when I said... Speaking of Tom, have you seen um, the latest page? Ooh, it is used? here, Vince.
0: It is here, really? Project Superior, but it's already up to 50 bones with four days to go. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Whoa. You know what? It's worth it at that price. It really is. It's a great book.
0: But really just to give people, now that I'm on the link, there's a Project Romantic box set. Oh yeah. Uh, process Recess, first printing. Paul Pope, uh, assigned. Paul Pope, uh, THB, uh, a couple different issues. There's a Project Telstar Robot anthology, Project Superior anthology. There's uh, there's some posters. There's an awesome Aphrodisiac poster, which I would love to have. Um, so yeah, and, and like I said, this is just the first tranche. He's gonna have a couple other tranches that follow this. So
2: yeah. Uh, speaking of Tom Showley the the latest page posted to the American Barbarian uh, blog site thing, it's it's just plain gorgeous. I uh, it's got a Silver Surfer type character on it, um, mm-hmm. of course. You know, paying homage because that's that's Tom's thing. He does do. well. uh, it very well. The color in it is astounding. He uses hot and uh, hots and colds to um, highlight both sides of this this space fairing figure it's just amazing i love the layout i love the composition of each panel i wish i'm thinking tom works exclusively digital now right doesn't he
0: i don't know uh, at I'll least the colors are digital
2: yeah i'm sure the colors are digital but this is this is one of those pages where i would drop series bones on it wow yeah nice Yeah, it's beautiful well he probably sure uh,
0: hearing you say that so yeah
2: uh, well he just jacked up his price, a couple hundred, you know, in my wake. But um, w- this is an observation. I haven't started reading them yet, but I've collated the issues, and I did take looks through them. And I gotta say, um, where the hell did Top Cow find Diego Bernard, the guy that's currently doing Witchblade?
0: Really? Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen seen his work. Oh
2: man, it's it's an extreme departure. From the way which blade looked a few short months ago, um, David, I'm thinking somewhere between a Dale Keown and
0: uh, I would say there's a
2: teeny bit of of Adam Hughes in here, but not not oh, so much. Oh, you know much. what?
0: I I knew I knew the name. Um, I knew the name because, um, in when I was compiling the uh, the list of the, all the different. Uh, original art dealers, there's a a Comic-Con art, which is, um, probably their top creator would be uh, Ed Bennis, I'm I'm sure, you know, would be uh, the guy that they get. But he, he, it's basically all South American, um, a big chunk being Brazilian artists, you know, and um, like, there's even like, like, Ed Bennis has got, like, Fred and Mar- Mariah Bennis. Like, there's all these. And I, I recognize the name from that. He, so he's, he. I'm pretty sure, it was, like, basically an Ed Bennis uh, protege that, uh, I guess, finally come into his own. So now,
2: I could see some Ed Bennis in his work, yeah. But he's really good. Very, oh, very good.
0: He's got artwork for sale here on that site, too. I'm, uh, which page pages I'm looking at the page at right now. Oh, Yeah. Very good. Delicious. Woody-lic- yes. Delicious. Yeah,
2: but so if you were weaned on the the Sedic Witchblade, this is very different and uh, a very refreshing change. Uh, I'm looking at issue 153, so it's the it's the Sealy run, the maybe three part uh, three issues into the Sealy run. Wow, it's visually stunning. Um, I was going to drop. Witchblade after uh, Mr. Mars uh, <laughs> departed. What? but Tim. Um, um, that. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, uh, but when Tim came on, I said, nah, I better rethink this. And uh, Mr. Bernard just sealed the deal. I'm not giving up Witchblade. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. Awesome. There you go. All right. What else we got? David. Uh, what are you guys
0: most looking forward to this weekend? Getting there, One Piece. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I know obviously seeing everybody and all that sort of yeah. thing but yeah, are um, there any like artists you're hoping to say hello to? Any Tom. either are you guys getting any ink here from Mr. Shrink Mr. Mr., Mr. Uh, Stringer this I'm,
2: th- uh, th- I'm thinking about it. I've been um poring through the Erie archives trying to find a great headshot of um Cousin Erie but most of them are really detailed, and i don 't know i mean I, I know stringer's great with the needle, but i i don 't see if first of all if he he probably can reproduce it, but it 's not going to be cheap, you know mm-hmm. because it's it's very intensive work i mean would you to reproduce Wrightson? on your arm man right. <laughs> that yeah. you know it's that's going to take some doing but i mean i'm sure it can be done it's just it's, it's going to co- i'll tell you what if sunday rolls around and i have a nice uh remainder of the cash i bring with me I, i'll probably get some more ink yeah, cool yeah yeah probably <laughs>
1: I haven't uh, thought about a design. I'm I'm leaning towards no, only because Renee still hasn't gotten any, and I I feel kind of bad about getting three pieces and to and her you love your, so far.
2: You I love don't, your wife. I, I oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> well,
1: well, I mean, things uh, we'll see. We'll see. It might be weird going to Chicago one year and, and not having serene wrap on part of my body, <laughs> trying not to to sweat on or 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 bang up again. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how. Play
2: it by ear, but I... Do no, you know it. we should do? You know how the, the, the get two parts of the heart? You know how they get those oh, medals and they break us? it? Oh, uh,
1: uh,
2: uh, don't be foul. I was being nice. All right,
1: so I'll get, I'll, I'll get Jake and, and you get Finn. Nice! Oh, that's
2: I awesome. I would so do that. I would so I'll do that. get
0: lump, Lumpy Space Princess. There you go! <laughs> uh, dude, did you Christmas. see the one where she wanted to be a hottie? And so they transformed yes. her, but they transformed her into a cyborg, a, a, a robot, or a killer robot attack. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Awesome.
3: <laughs> That's not hot. Speaking, Speaking of, was, of Adventure
2: Time, the third issue comes out tomorrow. Michael DeForge has work in there. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm telling. All these great indie creators are, are flocking to licensed properties. It's awesome. I've mm-hmm. I've never been more enthused about licensed books. I was doing my my to buy list for the comic shop this week. Three out of the five titles, licensed books: Mega Man, uh, SpongeBob, and Adventure Time.
0: You maniac! I know.
2: And uh, the I other two were
0: the C The finalized artist alley list. It's like a. Uh, Oh, it's making me I'm getting Ajita not knowing I'm not gonna be there, but uh, some fantastic creators are gonna be there. Uh <laughs> <Agita.
3: So.
0: laughs> <laughs> oh. you got the
1: agenda, d- you said oi earlier. This is great. It's a good episode.
2: Oi. Yep,
0: yep. But why don't you uh, read yes. some of those
2: names? Get me get the juices flowing.
0: Uh well, uh of course Adam Hughes, Bill Willingham, George Perez, Jeff Johns, uh Jason Aaron, who uh, is a personal Ooh. favorite of mine, Joe Q, Joe Kubert, Mark Wade, your boy yes. Neil Adams, our buddy <laughs> Rick Remender, uh, Tim Sale, who's not a very frequent uh, no. participant, Scott Snyder, who of course is the uh, the new the new BMOC, um, Amanda Connor, uh, just is Capullo
2: going to be there? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. Uh, Bill Sinkевич. Chris oh. Burnham, our buddy Chris, uh be up in there. Of course he's a local. Cliff Chang. Um your boy uh Clayton Crane,
2: uh Vince. Nice. How about Nathan uh,
0: Fox? Dude, you're, you're you're getting crackly. Um I'm going down the list, dude. You're asking me about an N and I'm on the Fs. Ooh, Frank Cho, which makes me bummed. I, I uh Gene Ha, Jeff Darrow, of course, another local guy. I'm, I'm skipping a lot of people, by the way. Hillary Barda and Jamal Igle, two friends of ours. It would be good to see them. Uh, you guys have to stop by and say hi to them. Uh, Jeremy Hahn, another, another buddy of ours. Nice. Uh, J.K. Woodward, of course, will be there. What up, J.K.? Um, let's see here. Of course, Mike will be there. Norton. Uh, Mark Morales, who uh, hooked David up. Uh, what was it? Uh, I guess it was, what, New York Comic Con two years ago when you were? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have to wait in line. Well, I got
1: Yeah. Well, I help you. For, I, I got to thank you for that also. Hmm.
0: Um, a buddy, uh, and 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 uh, I own several pieces of his now. Teo Scalera, um, Mike Perkins, another friend of the show, who is just wrapping up. Uh, a, what is it like a three and a half year run doing the stand? So I think he'll be back doing other stuff now. But he basically spent the last three years doing Stephen King's stand adaptations. So. Yeah. Uh, that was a a, a long and uh, devoted run there. Um, Very smart. Re- move. What's that? Smart move. Smart move. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. That's absolutely. Smart move. I'm, I'm ordering the omnibus this month. The whole collected omnibus. Uh, Stagman will be there, of course, probably bragging about his Tigers' hot start. Sean Murphy. Um, the whole, oh, by the way, the whole Cadence crew will be there. So, um, again, probably my my wallet will be happy. I'm not there because usually I can't I can't stop by Paolo's table without uh, spending that's an true. obscene amount of money. Uh, hack and Tim c will be there as well as the rest of the uh, the uh, the uh, double feature four star crew I think so and probably about another hundred people I'm just skipping right now I just was sort of quickly scanning down the list to see who uh, who we know but uh, yeah and and you know I'm not much of a um I'm not much of a panel goer but I know a lot of people are into that so it seems like they've got a shite load of panels to uh check out I don't, I don't know if, I, I know you guys aren't much panel goers either so I don't know that we're the we're the crew to be Discussing panels per se, but but certainly um, it seems like they've got a hefty dose of panels and entertainment guests and stuff as well. So,
2: I think we went to one in in all of the time we we've gone to C two E two. Didn't we go to see Brian Wood talk about Northlanders?
1: We did. Yeah, we went to a Vertigo booth or panel, and yeah, that was mostly Brian Wood. Uh, and we went hilarious
0: she was going to be there?
1: Who John Cusack? Yes, for the Raven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Sean man. Aston's gonna be there. Hilarious. <laughs>
2: oh Jesus. Mr. Frodo. dude, Val Kilmer, He dropped Val the Kilmer. damn bread.
0: Val Kilmer's gonna be there and he this picture of him, this he, he like looks like pounds? he looks like the um someone ate he, Val Kilmer. He looks like you know, you know he looks like uh like a Marlon Brando playing, <laughs> playing the shadow. <laughs> oh hilarious. Steven uh Renazisi's gonna be there from the league. I love the league. Oh, that's cool. I would like to have met him. I like. I would like to have met him. Uh, Xander from Buffy's going to be there. Nicholas Brendan. Oh yeah. Nice. Um. Oh yes. C three PO is going to be up in there.
2: Oh, Anthony Daniel.
0: <laughs> my wife would be giddy to meet Chad Michael Murray. She loves that kid. Oh cool. the star of One Tree Hill. I don't know what, the, what on earth he's doing there, but but hey. <laughs> No I'm saying you know hey, these we always say but then next thing you know like these people have huge lines the whole weekend. How about yeah. Lou?
2: Is Lou going to be there?
0: For Igna? I got to imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there, yeah. He'll be not washing his hands surprise there though. Not washing his hands. You're a funny bastard. There's going to be some female wrestler at the um Yes, because Lawler can't make it. That's, i was going to say, yeah. So Ink Fusion which is the tattoo Pavilion, which has uh, again our boy uh, our boy Stringer will be there as well as uh, his his uh, comrades at Arms doing tattooing for the whole weekend. And it's even if you aren't up to getting a tattoo, I highly recommend you stop by and check them out and see their work because it's a oh, lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, um, I know when I got my rib piece last year at Sato Sados, I had probably. A few thousand onlookers at different points of time. Probably sat there for six hours. So um if you're gonna get a tattoo, I hope you're not very modest, or at least get it on a place in your body where you don't mind showing off for-
2: get it much. on your sack. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: But um but yeah, I guess Lawler Lawler is is on the road with WWE, so there's a female taking his place. I'm not much on the but I think is it Lisa Marie, is that right?
1: Her um, her she she used to be a WWE Wrestler, she's now okay. a TNA. Uh, I think her name is Tara. Okay. And uh, Virgil's, Virgil's going to be there too. By the way, it was just hilarious. <laughs> of,
3: course.
2: <laughs> of course. WWE bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's a good skit. That's I funny. love it. Yeah.
2: It's love good it. times. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah,
0: you know, um, as much fun we'll as a Stop. It's going to be a blast. You're going to know hundreds of people there. It's going to be great.
2: We'll try Just, and te-
0: have fun. just text a brother. Tell oh, me, yeah. text me anecdotes.
2: I think we should make with the photos. Like, David, don't you have some kind of setup where you can jack a photo up to the thing as soon as you... Yeah, we got yeah. to do that,
0: yeah.
1: We will definitely use Instagram, and, uh, and I'll I'll uh, put it on the Tumblog. Cool. Sweet.
2: Tune sweet. in. We, we want you all to be there with us this weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and and I know we shouldn't have to say this, but from prior experience, we need to. If you are at the show, and if you think... You recognize one of the guys? Don't be the guy like that comes on to the forum two weeks later and says, "Oh, I st- was standing right next to you, and I, I didn't want to bother you, or I was yeah. embarrassed." <laughs> like, do, do you, like we want to. Well, I'm not going to be there, but they, in general, they, I speak for my buddies. Say hello. Like, that's if you, right. it, it's worst case scenario is you think it's one of us and it's not, in which case you just say, "Oh, sorry," yep. but it probably is us, and that's what we're there for. So, yeah,
2: just look for a tall, handsome man. And a bald Italian that looks like puck <laughs>
1: next to
3: him. Careful. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so, uh, worst go. case
1: scenario, it actually is me, and and I pay you no mind. That's <laughs> that's yeah. So, you, but shit, no, man. it's it's. Uh, I mean, we, we we haven't seen Chris since October. I haven't seen Sal since last year. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's. it's it, yeah, but I mean, it's it's will. a bummer that uh, Will Mario you know, everybody. We're, Jason's not going to be there. Chris Campbell's not going to be there. Um, but I mean, we, what's we, the we, shit?
2: Uh, Alan's uh, gone. Did I hear right? Is Alan, Alan yes. Be there? Yes. Alan. Alan oh, be there. my weekend is made
1: so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's it, there's there's going to be we will have fun there will be good times uh and and yes we will we will tweet we will how about julian graph no i don't Aww. think so oh man i'm
2: wearing my aunt's pins anyway
1: do it mm-hmm. represent yep love those pins you
0: know it
2: all right my, we gotta wrap it
0: my, yeah yeah definitely yeah. Hey, everybody!
2: This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored, as usual, by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your funny books and collectibles at huge Womba discounts. Get this Radioactive Man hardcover, fourteen twenty-nine. Bundle of the first four, first four, number one issues of Before Watchmen, $3.99. Infernal Man Thing, Steve Gerber's last, I want to weep. Uh, take on, on uh, my favorite Marvel character of all time, $1.99. And Ted McKeever's Mondo trade paperback from Image is only $7.99. That's half price. You're not going to find cheaper prices anywhere. DCBService.com. Wordums. Yeah. Oh, it's the In Your Travel section. It ah. is. You know, I almost hate to talk about this after Jason's very thoughtful and uh, respectful look at female comic creators. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I got
2: to give props.
1: Quatre. Oh.
2: To Tara. Jimmy Roberts, ro- excuse me, Jimmy, oh. Jimmy Robinson, uh, creator and artist and writer of the infamous Bomb Queen from Image. Uh. I read the first two issues of Bomb Queen, Volume 7. Jesus. Yes, there's a lot of TNA in it. There's a lot of violence in it. There's a lot of swearing and mayhem and uh, a lot of ne'er-do-wells running around. But this is a really smart comic. Uh, it's a 100 years after the death of Bomb Queen. Uh, society is all plugged into a centralized neural network. Okay. Uh, it's against the law not to be. And the police force is Shadowhawk.
3: Oh, nice. nice.
2: The, uh, the police, uh, are all plugged in and, uh, actually everybody in this society is plugged in. And if there's any kind of situation where a superhero is needed, the Shadowhawk program downloads into the person. So a little girl can turn into Shadowhawk, an old man, um, obviously the police force can turn into Shadowhawk and, um, this, uh, National Underground Library, a bunch of uh, monk-like characters that are preserving uh, physically printed books in an underground bunker uh, think that, you know, we'd need the Bomb Queen back. And uh, not to let too many cats out of the bag, but mm-hmm. her cyber consciousness is back. And uh, prisoners in this uh, era are not physically incarcerated in a prison their consciousness is are downloaded into these huge repository uh, repositories of data so what the bomb queen does is she loves to have the the bad dudes on her side she goes in and and well first she jacks into one of the the uh, police men which is really uncomfortable There's a dude wearing the blah, the uh, bomb queen thong yeah, it's uncomfortable, but uh, that's what I mean. Bomb Queen, as a as a series, is really uncomfortable. There are some bits in here you're just like, "Whoa," you know. And um, in order for these uh, criminals to see, Bomb Queen has a problem. She can't experience uh, the levels of pleasure that she is normally accustomed to in the digital form. So she has to find an ancestor. She had, the last miniseries, she had a child. And it's a hundred years, so she's trying to track down her uh, anse- not ancestors, her her um, spawn, in order for the the uh, DNA to match and her to jack into the physical body of these people a- and make her pleasure a reality. And to do that, there's one scene in here. I'm trying to find the damn thing. Um, yes, uh, Bomb Queen is essentially a virus, a ghost in the machine. And for her to join, for criminals to join up with her, they have to jack into her. And how do they jack into her? Well, just like you think, through the back door. Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I love the Bomb Queen. It's foul as hell. But it's a lot of fun. It's really well done. And I think, um, Mr. Robinson's getting paid by the word because these two issues were wordy bitches. Um, mm. do, do you remember, um, the Intimates? Joe Kelly's uh, story, uh, Joe, Joe Casey, <laughs> sorry, Joe Casey, I Joe did Casey, it again. Yeah. Joe Casey's uh, series for Wildstorm ran 12 issues. Remember the info blurbs that ran along the bottom pages of The Intimates? This edition of Bomb Queen is almost like a pop-up version of Bomb Queen. There's data bits on every page that pop up and tell you information on this uh, strange new world. Polls show that 25% side with the null. However, these results are affected by the centarian citizenship who lived in the era of public libraries. Polls show that 92% do not agree with the null's deadly tactics and believe the data knowledge from the singularity is far superior. And there's stuff like that on every frickin' page. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll take you a good chunk of time to read these issues. Really good. Poll: Sixty-three percent of citizens in an urban center never leave or travel to other regions. It's fascinating, Gosh. yeah, and it, like I said, it's very smartly done. But Sweet. it's 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 a mixture of lowbrow and highbrow. I love it. Bomb Queen, volume seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, seven. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, man, I um was going to say, you know what, give Ghost Rider a shot, but there's really no need since you Nine was the last one uh the uh, and and there's a new ghost rider his name is Johnny Blaze the spoiler thing yeah well it's i like i really' been kind of bummed we went nine issues just to i think go back to the way they were, but um <laughs> did the female die no she uh. she uh she still is somewhat a ghost rider um but she doesn't have the she's Zarathos isn't part of her. Uh, and she did actually. I mean, to her credit, she she um she almost destroyed Mephisto. Look and, at her. Yeah, that's, no, that's was, tough stuff. Yeah, it was it was just pretty badass, and uh, it was. I mean, in this regard, yeah, it, I'm I'm happy with with how it ended because I mean, my ghostwriter is is Johnny Blaze, so I am mean, cool with that. But but in this case, the uh, the journey was unenjoyable one especially the the last couple of issues where she she um finally kind of i guess figured out her purpose and and uh, she wanted to rectify something she did early on in the series and and that meant going uh toe-to-toe with with mephisto and, and he did not fare well uh in the battle but uh when they collect that give that a shot it was it was uh, written by rob williams and and pencils and inks by a few people including uh, Matthew Clark and, and Lee Garbett. Um, cool. You know, just to interrupt
2: you for a second, you know me. how we always talk about heroes that don't work well in team settings? Yeah. I think Ghost Rider is one of those dudes.
1: I agree. Yeah.
2: I mean, Champions, yeah, I, I, whatever. I just to say, I mean, it was and, that. But. You know, but I much prefer Ghost Rider when he's solo.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. Solo, dolo, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I prefer um, not in the books that I'm reading, so... <laughs>
2: unless unless, of course you team them up with the hulk and wolverine and the punisher and call it the fantastic four then it's fine
1: Uh, especially if it's drawn by art adams yes that's right yeah uh but you know what i'm gonna go ahead and double back on something i talked about earlier in the episode and go read wasteland because it's good it is good
0: it is it is and i have the second hardcover unread that i've had for a long time that i now feel compelled to read after you talked about this one, because yeah, it's...
1: Then, then then we'll tag him on that. I'll I'll uh what what is what the issues are in that? If you know, I don't know offhand. I mean, okay. So it's the
0: same size as the first one, so I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to check. Okay, but yeah. Um. Well, since you guys have already given them plenty to read, I'm going to say in your travels, I want you to watch something. Oh. Um. I posted on the forums this past week uh, a feel-good video from uh, Mr. Chip Kidd. Uh, For those that don't know, Chip is, um, for the most part, known as a uh, book cover designer. Uh, He is uh, one of the head muckety-mucks at uh, Knopf and uh, has been for, I think, close to 30 years. And he has been responsible for making hundreds of the most well-known, graphically impressive book covers uh, of, of all time. Um, but he also, as a result of that, he's a big comic book fan, has done a lot of design work for comic books as well, uh, and is just considered, I think, by, at this point in his life, um, just one of the, the, the true masters of, of graphic artistry uh, and, and, and packaging and presentation. So Chip, um, if you've never seen him before, he is a very flamboyant and entertaining person and he was asked to do a TED Talk uh, this past month on designing books, and he does about a 15-minute presentation on the idea of designing books and the importance of it in the process, and it's wonderful. And so I commend that to your attention, but also more broadly, for those that aren't familiar, and I have to think most of you are already, but if you're not, the TED Talks in general are fantastic. Um, yes. You just go to TED.com, T-E-D. And you can get them all. They're all free. And they're uh, varying lengths and uh, subject matter where you can search by subject and time frame and interest. And uh, the thing about the TED Talks is just that they're uh, unbelievably inspiring and uplifting and motivating. Um, They're they're all about what is possible uh, in a world that I think is, uh, at least from my vantage point, um, all too often these days uh, sobering. And... um, Ted is just, you know, this is not just stuff that, like, could be, but it's stuff that's actually happening. So, you know, while Chip Kidd is certainly talking about something that's more of the artistic nature, you know, there's, there was one recently by Sal Khan of the Khan Academy, which is just, as as someone with three three boys and who really values education, I mean, that I just thought his talk was, like, I wanted to run through brick walls for the, the state of education after watching his talk, and just it's amazing stuff, whether you're interested in, you know, cures for cancer or... You know, helping people with disabilities, or you know, mm-hmm. enabling food and water for you know the impoverished people of the world. It's just, it's an amazing collection of of thinkers and innovators that I just think, uh,
1: if if you have not heard of it, you you need to you need to get on it with the quickness. It is it, when I when I was given my iPad, it was one of the first apps I installed on a device. I joy I don't I don't watch them as often as I would like to, but the. Mm-hmm. The ones I do see, or the ones that I've favorited, I, I really enjoy. I mean, you know, whether you listen to a woman talk about how you know she's going through life and how long she's been blind and everything she's got to deal with. I mean, yeah, you're right. They are. They, they, they're uplifting. They're positive. They are. I mean, if if it's very hard to, I guess, be in a funk after watching a TED yes. it's just. It it really does. And it 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 just does make you feel better about things when you're done yeah yeah.
0: right exactly it's it's there are plenty of things that can make us depressed about whether it's our own travails or our friends travails or just the world at large and and certainly i i don't mean to say that 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 a lot of those concerns aren't legitimate or um you know uh significant and substantial and 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 some maybe seem almost impossible to Sort of fixed, but but it, but you see these the things that are being done in the world, and it reminds you like there are humanity is capable of of greatness. That's not yes. perfectly – like true greatness, and 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 it it it's happening. It's not just possible. It like greatness is happening all around you. And so uh, yeah, watching even a few of these just just it, it does help you sort of refocus and center yourself and say, you know what, uh, the, the world's gonna be okay. There's lots there's lots of greatness going on. So
1: yeah.
2: Cool beans.
0: I gotta check them out. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as your type of thing, Vince.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey it's good and nice and cool and fun no, and yeah, we just... like it.
0: <laughs> Well,
1: I just mean <laughs> I you
3: know
2: what? I actually take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean it like that. I'll do it i am doing it something right, dude.
0: I just mean that
1: you're 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 you're, you're yeah, it's it's uh
2: I like extremes in my yes.
1: entertainment. There's yes. no there's no Johnny Ryan or CF uh tech talks coming. No. Well, there soon, should be so I hey I agree with you. But
2: <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks for being here. Remember, if you see You're us welcome. or hear us this weekend, come on up, say hello. Um keep in contact with us through the forum. Yeah, through, forum.
1: through the forum, through uh through Twitter.
2: Through Twitter, yeah. And uh, David's photo thing. He's going to upload to the central net. We're going to tap into the bomb queen. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So thanks for being here. We'll be back next week and tell you all about it.
0: Can't wait. Yeah. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love y'all. Don't forget to send send us your updates when you see Chris. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) It's like the patterson Niesman footage. (laughs) 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 Bye. Uh.
3: Mm.
1: Didn't even give the phone number.
2: Oh, yes, the phone number.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if
2: you do see Mr. Neesman in the in the road, kill him. And call 206-666, completely unintentional, 3612. That's 206-666, Hail Satan, 3612. Please call the hotline. Although there will be no hotline messages this episode. Yeah, because I got the TTP. We got TTP. Yeah.
1: Oh, snap. snap. So yeah, Call the hot. <laughs> First friend.
2: Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, the carpet was nasty. All the, all the padding underneath completely like, desiccated and crumbled into dust. snap. Hey, everybody. See ya. We don't care about yeah? that. All not care about carpet. See you next week i